afternoon. Welcome back to the run home on SCNZ. All thanks to Mick Delivery with Kirsten Beeve. And I haven't said that for a very, very long time. It is so great to be back on the airwaves. And even with you. Yeah, you haven't said it for five months. That's how long it's you been. You haven't either. Oh, that's it, one month. <laughs> You've had two shows since <laughs> I've been away. Look, two shows. Look, Kirst, let's... People let's, were messaging me saying, Beef needs you, hurry up and get back. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's not go into the finer details, <laughs> but very rarely in life do you get to start afresh. And what Here an opportunity are, today slate. is. Uh, forgive, I'll forgive everything that you've said and done about me in the past if we can just start afresh. Let's um, just have a clean slate. Be nice today because there's, people, there's two people listening. Uh, there's an extra set of ears, so you've got to say nice things and nice things only. Oh, well, I have been. I have been so no, far. No, you haven't, according have to Brad. Been. You've spent your three shifts that you have done talking about my attendance record. Well, yours isn't too flash either. Well, I also I also said that uh, you chopped a dozen with me in Dubai, and I mean, you know, like... No pregnant lady should be doing that. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, you society. did. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've got videos to release, video evidence of Beavers. Can you say piss poor performance on radio? Because that's exactly what it was. Are you are you referring to the time when I was hobbling around with a crack rib and a torn quad? Is that what you're referring to? I'm referring to whatever we saw on the main field <laughs> of the Dubai Sevens. I didn't um, want to be on the main field. I told 10, you. 10,000 people were treated to that day, including uh, Ricky Swanell, who said mm, he didn't look good. That's, that's the only words she used. She was calling it from above. She was in the commentary there box look, with a bird's eye view of the, no damage, the damage that was going on on the field. There was no commentary. I can assure you that. Uh, look, um, the Dubai trip. Geez, I lost a lot of my. I mean, I'm on the wrong Dignity? side. Of, no, I'm on the wrong side of thirty now. Um, and uh, it's fair to say I aged another ten years. How'd you recover from that? I haven't because of the ribs. Are, like I literally can't get you out of bed. Cracked a rib. Cracked a rib. But that was on day one. And we sort of nursed it through and then got through. The last thing I wanted, I was going to text and say, I'll come out to the semi and on the backfield thinking that'll be our last game. Oh, I was having food and Ricky texts me, get to the main field right now, beavers on. <laughs> so we all went running. Little did I want actually people there because I was actually warming up and I was like, geez, I've got a dead leg. And uh, then I worked out, no, no, it's actually torn. Um, so, so you broke a rib and bro- tore something in your tore leg. Tore my quad. Um, so, but I had to. <laughs> I, I kept it was, it. it was an absolute joke, people. I kept a little if bit. You of, saw what I saw. I got off the field and obviously had a beer there, and then the boys somehow got close again. So we had guys out there that had never played senior club footy in their life up against fully pro, uh, ex pro. So I thought, geez, I better get out you there. You had now. a chance to draw that match and go into extra time. Last thing we you, wanted. You went on Last with thing. one minute to go when you were in a position to take it to extra time and take that game. And I didn't. I didn't see anything last, from you. Last thing we wanted was extra time. We we later on discussed that night. What would have we done if we'd got to 12 all? Considering you were three tries down <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to come back that close when you were off the field. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of credit must go to the gymnasium team. No team was out later than us. No team had earlier starts than us, and somehow these teams that took it seriously lost to us. Uh, we played. In a, I don't know if you realise there was an entire Wigan ex Wigan team there. Uh, Luai and Hoffman and all the boys were there, um, and uh, somehow. So Andy Farrell used yes, to play he was in coaching. this tournament. He was coaching yeah. it. KT was telling me when they first created this tournament at Dubai, like. They, all these boys used to come across from league yeah. just for fun. Yeah, they used to and play. just have a hit out, and there'd be like massive scraps on the field. And oh, I saw, I saw Hoffman in the flesh. Jeez, I was glad we didn't. Like, they got knocked down the quarters. I would not have wanted to Who deal with that. Who knocked them out? Uh, Henry Spates' team. Henry's playing for the Legends team, and uh, I saw Henry at the airport. I was like, geez. 
pleased for us. I, I thought it would be out by pool play, so I didn't really want to have to deal with a Henry. Henry looks like he could still uh, make you look pretty silly. It looks, still looks fit and fast. Last thing I'd want would be standing out in the middle of the field letting him run around me. Well, I'll tell you what I saw. I, I, I ran across from the lunch tent just to make it to the field to see yeah. you. You're on the ground. You were on Look. the ground, and you the, honestly, it took you about five minutes to get up off your back, to roll onto your back, and then to try and get to your feet. Meanwhile, it's sevens, and play's still continuing. Play is still continuing around B. So they were, your team was playing with six, basically, uh, the whole time. They did well. Yeah, they really did. But I didn't know if we need to really go into a review. This is a sports show. This exactly. Of, of, of proper sportsmen, not exactly. of uh, social clowns who probably spent more time in the pub than they did the training field uh, leading into that one and during the tournament. But... Let's let's digress from my playing career in Dubai and talk about an event. I often tell people as an event, oh, the couldn't event. top it. Yeah, couldn't it's amazing. It. You you came back from Dubai last year telling us about this event, and yeah, we're like, okay, cool, yeah, yep. great to hear from you. But, we, <laughs> but when you actually see it in the flesh, you understand what's going on. There is like a million people around that entire centre. Like what you see on the main pitch on TV does not do it justice. You've no. got to be there. It's a it's a full festival going festival. on. Like it's literally a sporting festival, but then becomes a festival festival. An arts festival, yeah. At, <laughs> a, a music and arts festival uh, as soon as the sun starts going down. And they played like they had five different stages with all different music, live bands playing, DJs, the light show. It was honestly like Coachella. It was amazing. I know. I remember you telling me um, you don't have to go to Coachella now, Beef. No. Um, who was that I went out to on the backfield this concert night? She, apparently she was famous. I'd never heard of her. Um, but everyone went out to – you not go out on the backfield after the last so, Saturday night. So there was a, a stage behind the main stand and we were out the back by them. Playing absolute hits. I, I don't know, know who was playing. No, no, there was a proper act out that we you all went out to. You were on the other side. Yeah, sides of M, Mini or someone. Or something. Like last year they had Craig David there. <laughs> and he, he has some bangers. Crazy. Really good. I'm mm. walking away. Yeah, well, that's the only one I thought I knew. But uh, no. Who per- was this mini character? I don't know. Apparently, I should have known who she was. They were, people were trying to show me, oh, she sings this, she sings this. I was like, never heard of it, never heard of it. And then she started to do her other ones. I was like, yeah, this is mainstream. I know this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if it's mainstream for B, we obviously must all know it. Um, <laughs> one of the sports they had going on there, so this whole festival that's around the tournament is not just the rugby with these old boys playing in it. You've got like a full netball tournament. Yep. And this is teams from all over the world. You've got a CrossFit Games event. And the new sport, Taking the World by Storm, which you must be into, paddle. Paddle tennis, which is half court, so you don't have to be as fit. No. And it's the bats are really thick and the ball doesn't bounce off the bat as much, so you don't need as much power. Yes. Have you played? Uh, no, I refuse to because one of my mates... I reckon mates, you would have won that tournament looking well, at the people that were playing in it. Well, that's one of my good mates. Who, you should have been in the paddle tournament, not the sevens. Or tens, actually. Potentially, I'll do both. Tens. Potentially, do both next year. And if I join the cult, I'll also do the um, CrossFit as well, mm. um, because it's a bit of time to fill in. But yes, um, that paddle the game. Paddle looks fun. But have you? Did you notice? Like you can walk. Pickleball. It's pickleball in Pickleball's America. The, it's paddle, 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 paddle tennis. It's, it's, paddle. The it's becoming pickleball. Almost in New Zealand, there's a big pickleball tournament in New Zealand now every year as Beef well. Would so. win that. You should see the site. Like if you walk 100 meters in Dubai, there's a court. They literally plot them everywhere. It is massive. Paddle tennis. Has anyone played? You know that, um, uh, who is um, Jacob, uh, Eugenie Bouchard, she has joined the World Pickleball Tour. 
She's she's a she's uh, that she made a big decision about that early in the year, and more and more tennis players that are sort of heading down the the route of not that good anymore are heading into the pickleball circuit. It's it's massive in the US now. So has been. So has been. <laughs> the beef would be perfect. Perfect. Oz never was. Don't know if I'm a has been. <laughs> And you can play doubles. That's less cool oh, than no, you've got to cover. It's ridiculously small. It's, you've only got a tiny little area if you it's play a doubles. a bit more dedication you could have followed in the footsteps of Kelly Evan and Brett Stephen, mate. Yes, you know? I know. I know, a couple of the greats. Um, we were actually boozed on the Sunday night. One of the guys who- Well, that um, was your big birthday. Brings us over. They were talking about, right, let's let's roll our New Zealand. Let's By, the, by Saturday next week, we've got 100, 100 courts sorted. We were doing the mass on it that night. You know how pipe They'd, dreams, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we were doing some numbers so, there. So um, a pickleball court across the country sponsored by Grins. Correct. There you go. Social yep. tennis nights. They reckon I'll be sponsoring the team next year in Dubai, they reckon, if it, if it works. There you go. Yeah. No more golf in New Zealand. Everyone will be playing pickleball. Uh, but no, Dubai. And Beave and Helena Brown and Damian McKenzie will do in uh, pickleball appearances and podcasts. Well, I tell you what, tough to get the other two out of the factory at the moment. They're working that hard, um, packing and uh, loading trucks. That uh, who knows, <laughs> might be tough to get someone's them out. Someone's got to. Yeah, someone's got to. Yeah, obviously, I've let things slip. But uh, and obviously, you, you've also gone to my favourite stop. My favourite in stop the now. world of rugby. My favourite stop. Out of all the places we went, Cape Town, mm-hmm. blew my mm-hmm. socks off. Yep. Knocked my socks off. Yep. There is some place. Yes, it is. Cape Town. And the thing that mm. you, you, you're obviously just going place. on, you're just going on seeing Cape Town. The reason why, I guess. Yeah, and other, I've still got Stellenbosch to visit well, well, yeah, well, and other areas yeah, of the coast. You're, you're, you're waiting until Junior, <laughs> wait until junior <laughs> well, shows up. this is up. why I didn't, I didn't go to Stellenbosch. <laughs> But, but the things I've heard. But the other good thing that you're so in love of Cape Town, like so we're obviously all in love of Cape Town, but we have to obviously put up for Joburg and a Pretoria at the same time. Yeah, the tours. So we can compare and we're like, oh my God. You see, I don't know any different. Yeah, but I you, only know Cape only go Town, up. South Africa. It'll only go up in your opinion. the other places are better? No, the other places are. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, Cape, Cape, so South Africa to going. me right now is the greatest place on yeah. earth. Yeah, well, Cape Town is. Cape it's Town the greatest is. place what on earth. What were you doing? You've done something I've never done because I was always just trying to get my body ready for the next one. What were you doing pregnant going up um, tabletop? Someone told me it was a hill. It's not. <laughs> not rock climbing. And not that it was going to take two hours to I get up. I felt like ringing GT at the time. <laughs> Very irresponsible. He doesn't really know what I got myself into. At times, if you've never been to Cape Town and climbed, ta- not Table Mountain, Lion's Head, you honestly have to pull yourself up these like metre and a half rocks. You're lunging up the side of a rock face for an hour and a half. Did you get out now having an absolute mind blank and that, that's what happens now, you're wrong sort of 30. Um, How are you feeling about Nelson that? Nelson Mandela's island. What's Robin Island. Robin Island, did you get out there? No. That's quite no. powerful. Yes, did you have you been? Been there, you? yep, been there yeah. for a day. The days just sort of disappear when you're in Cape Town, mm. don't they? Well, imagine, imagine if you weren't pregnant, they'd disappear days way quicker. Days down at the waterfront disappears. <laughs> I could imagine they would disappear a whole lot quicker, probably in season two of your seventh career. I tell you what, I've got a bone to pick because <laughs> I came one. back from South Africa yes. with the most beautiful butchered biltong. Packets and packets. You did not try and get that through our wonderful country, did you? Why are we not allowed to bring biltong? It's dried meat. Don't. don't. I was at the airport for an hour and a half last night getting questioned about all these countries that I've been to, including Morocco and some of the dodgiest ones. Cape Town apparently is on the hot list in New Zealand right now. First I got stopped and dragged into this interrogation room. And then my biltong gets pulled out. 
what's wrong with dried meat that's an, sealed? No, nah, you're an absolute red flag. We have a wonderful country <laughs> you're, here. You're a red flag. <laughs> we, have, we have a wonderful country here, but uh, after being in Queensland, we have to keep our borders tight. What, and, what's the meat doing? Well, what we just don't know. We don't meat? know what's coming in there. But it, I mean, they didn't know where you'd stuffed up your shirt. I were mean, you my bloody customs officer from last well, night? Well, I, I, whoever you were, I took my hat to you. Um, so you're not allowed to bring Biltong back because I swear It states clearly on there, no food. Just don't bring any food. Well, you're allowed, do, you, do you never bring chocolates back, never. though? You never bring... Never. Oh, never. I do it all the time. Yeah. I well, never bring fruit or anything like that. Customs, always checker. I declared... My meat. I'm the guy that walks through I customs. It's not like I'm bringing a raw cow through. With my sports shoes showing how oh, clean the bottoms you are. You do not. I do. You're I the s- one that ticks, no, I haven't been anywhere near a grass no, field no, for I the last yes. three weeks. I take yes every time and I walk in parading my souls you how don't. clean they are. I guarantee you. Because I love this country. So hold on. Let's back it up for a minute. Um, after I love Cape Town so much and then mm. I ride back in the motherland. Yes. So you're telling me that no rugby player ever brings Bill Tong no. back to New Zealand? No, we're a bit smarter than that. We're a lot smarter than that. I'm sure people bring it back and just don't I've declare been, it. I've been with a, I've, I'm sure I've, they don't declare it. I've been with someone who has brought back a banana, like, Forgot they had a banana in their backpack from Australia and got hit, been in there 150. Jeez, it was well, funny. What's $400 now? <sighs> Inflation. $400 <laughs> if you don't declare. Jeepers. Fair Dump enough to. And declare. I'm sick of people trying to smuggle things into this country. I wasn't trying to smuggle. Mm. I declared it and they asked me what I had and I showed them and they were all like, oh, that looks so good too. Look at all the spices on that meat. Brad, I was going to bring you some in today. You would have loved it. I'm a big fan of Biltong. There's it a lot going so on good good in South Africa. Africa. It Make tastes it. completely different to the biltong you get in packets here in New Zealand. Make yeah. your own. Also, oh uh, yeah, because I've got a meat drying. Yeah, I've got one at home. Just a little machine. Though. I've got a, a South African bit of syrup. Given all the travel pot. you've done in the last year, mate, bit bit rough for you to call Kirst a red flag, mate. <laughs> Just saying. I have never once tried to smuggle anything. I declare I de- everything. I declared. I declared the meat. everything That's into why this country, they didn't have to including my including bag. the like bags of cash that you that you bring in from from all the jobs oh, yeah. you picked over up overseas. Over ten thousand dollars cash, you're carrying it into the country, beef every time. You try bringing back ten thousand when you've spent three weeks in Paris. No chance. <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how much a beer is in Paris? Oh, Dubai's worse. <laughs> Dubai's forty Dubai bucks. Forty buck beer was probably the worst country in the world, or, or Emirate, or. Or whatever we were, you call it. We were back on our um, smuggling smuggling beers out on uh, at Dubai, so we didn't have to pay for anything at the game. Yes. When we sat there. So for, what you smuggled them in? So our our our, our team sponsor gets one or two VIP passes every year, and so we sit out. You, you came and joined us at the at the public bar. Yeah, great so, fun. So we sit great our whole we sit our whole team up on the public bar, and we just send in one at a time. We all have turns. We put the VIP band on our wrists. We go in. We take the backpack in. And you're either subtle about it, where you ask for four and just ask for four about ten times, or you just put it on there like a bank robber and say, fill it, and you bring it out to the team who's uh, sitting on the barbecue tables. So here's what's different about <laughs> Dubai and Cape Town. The fact that they let you get away with that, and they don't just say, um, sorry, it's after 3pm, only two beers. You know how they do that yeah. in New Zealand? Sorry, it's, it's only one beer each, and you've got to bring um, both people up with you. You know no. the other fun police here? Yeah. They don't do that in Cape Town. Or Dubai. Cape Town was rocking as well. They had well, so much going on at the Sevens. They had this beach club out the back. They had pool. swimming pools. Oh, it was going off. 80,000 people they had Did over they two have, days. Over two days, yep. Yeah. It was like what I imagine Wellington used to be like. I was going to say... The party zone was mental. When you look at that, Sevens is still 
Got a future? Big time. Yeah. They had this DJ playing on a scaffold at the party end, and it's probably what Hong Kong is still like. Yeah. It was the mad. South it was chaotic. At no yeah. matter what time of day you went in there. It did look good. It was so good. Do you worry about the professional output of a non-pregnant uh, curse on the Sevens Tour? I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. You'd yeah. get trapped in the headlights. Well, I won't mention names, but after Saturday night in mm. Cape Town, uh, there were a few dusty commentators. Yeah, okay. yeah, Ricky. They weren't feeling very good <laughs> oh, on Sunday morning Ricky and still needed a bit, of a, out. a bit of a sleep in the commentary <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many rosés in Cape Town, I think. Definitely Ricky. I said I won't mention names. Shout out names. to Ricky. How are you? Former, former host of the run home. <laughs> Great uh, fun, though. Great where's, fun. Where's next? Where's your next tourney? <laughs> what next tourney? You got another one? I don't know. Oh, obviously, child related. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and also, I love the show too much, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it just that just really comes through because uh, how many five o'clock mornings did you last in France? One. One. Just the one. To that, be fair, there were a few things going on in her life, yeah, just quietly. Right? Do you know how hard that was? Growing another yes, you human. Do. You were literally coming straight off the bench in town. And I did that once. Yeah, you and did, we heard. What you did miss, though, were Beeves' tremendous backdrops. <laughs> the, ba- the backdrop when you were standing Still with... Still in um, town? Who, who was this former South African player you were staying with in that little Airbnb? Freddie Lowe. Yeah, Francois. yeah. And, and that bathroom with the with the whatever that artwork oh, the was. Toilet. The, oh, my God. Some the of the, that some of the backdrops that you from. work with. And then and then I think you were doing a couple of shows with like Sammy and you were in hotel rooms and you were told to be quiet and you had to save some people from... Getting taken oh, yeah, upstairs from some random people. It was, it was random that morning in Paris. That yeah. first hotel I stayed at in Paris, um, there was this, the guy who didn't want me to actually broadcast to start with then asked me to be as heavy because there were some people coming in that had booked one room but they were trying to bring in three people. I said, mate, you've come to the wrong place but I'll, <laughs> I'll help you out if I can. And then I saw the size of my foot said, I'm no use here. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, just before before we move on, big things happening today, Beef. Um, yes. Just before Kirsty Stanway arrived um, in the SNZ building, right out there at that table just out there, mm. Jason, O'Haller, uh, Jason Holland, uh, Jason Cousin. Ryan, Scott Robertson, um, Leon McDonald, and three or four other people that look like they work for New Zealand Rugby, just hanging out, having a wee chat, and they walked upstairs. They're in one of the border. I reckon they're planning the attack of the All Blacks in 2024. Mm. Well, I'll keep a keen eye on that. And uh, so Jason Holland and our staff goes out there and, you know, a bit nosy, just asking what's going on. And uh, cousin of Beaver, is, is Beaver in today? Hey, Brad, is Beaver? No, nah, nah, I, didn't, I didn't actually know you were coming in today. So I, I, it's a Wednesday. So you should probably let Jason know that you, you are here. Because he, he's, up, he's upstairs, so he might come down and say hello and come on the show or something. So maybe you should let him know that yeah, you are He's rubbish talent. He is. He's not yeah, the best. No, yeah, he's not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so big things going on at NZR today. Yeah. Actually, Razor's been here a lot the last couple of weeks. So, his uh, team now. Yeah. His team. His team. I, I tell you what, guys. Just, uh, he might bring Beef back. Oh, he needs a team, doesn't he? Or he needs a transition he's coach. Got he's got Bodie. He might, need a, he might need a transition coach. Yeah, Tran- why don't you put that forward to Razor? Hey, there's a few changes at the Chiefs too. Uh, Gibbs back and a Messam. Yeah, Gibbs and Messam back on the payroll. Yeah. Um, geez, I thought they would have taken enough, both of them. I thought they would have taken enough money out of the Chiefs, but they've come back for more. They're hanging on. Um, but uh, no, great to have some uh, some old old history are back in there. Are those two actually coaching or are they just in a support role? They're both in, um, they're both actually in the recruitment slash development area. So they're looking for new talent. They're doing the young boys, but I do believe during pre-season they're, they're sort of a part of it. And I think Jono's got a role as far as coaching the coaches. So, a um, bit of a mentor and that uh, to Clayton and the, and the crew. Because, I mean, you forget, Johnny's got 
Geez, got some a lot experience of, now. A lot of experience. Yeah. Um, just so you know, like, because obviously I worked for five weeks at the World Cup before my friends from NZR. So they're just around the corner. So if I just have to pop out and, and uh, say good day to a few people, because I'm, I'm well and truly in the tent now with NZR. So, oh, are you? Yeah. I'll just, yeah so. Okay. So what do you know? Um, what do I know? <laughs> Give us <something>. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Anything. No, like I'm, I just have drinks with them now. I didn't get any information now. You get paid by them as well. I just, I just had a few drinks with them. There's another one to add yeah. to the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're seeing all your messages. Uh, let's read a few. Uh, Kirsty, 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 welcome back. So much to talk about, but we'll wait for that. Beaver, the Christmas ham, spit roast, either pig, lamb, lots of seafood. A great time of year with family and friends. It actually hit me Christmas again. Christmas is so close now. Yeah, it's hit me like, too. I've got about ten presents to have to buy. I'd, so there's, you're, you're there's a good three. So one, though, two, three. So the three of us would be the start. Yeah, well, this, grins for Jacob. That's yeah. an easy one. Yeah. Oh, I actually bought some grins in to you as sort of a prize on a bit of online admin. There you go, Jacob. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Charlie. If Charlie, you're it's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> it's coming, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Miracles happen. Michael, great to have you listening. Uh, what else have we got here? Try Canterbury Biltong, made in Christchurch by a South African family recipe. It's the best. Have to try that. Uh, Brett, Happy New Year. It's been a minute. Good to have the dynamic duo back on deck. Brett, good to hear from you. Jeez, it's been a while. Like, I mean, as I say, I've been working myself the last uh, three Doing four- what? <laughs> on radio. Work? On radio. You've worked two shifts. <laughs> You've worked two shifts. Martin, welcome back. Cursed every time I hear Cape Town, I miss it more. Loved that place. Pleased you did too. Thanks so much for your message. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. Here's what's coming up on the Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. The agenda just around the corner. We chat to Liam Lawson after four o'clock. He spoke with producer Brad this morning. We flash back to one of our best interviews of 2023 after five. We've got a TAB update with Paulie Mawati. Head to head between me and Beeve. Who am I uh, is coming up. We've got a big prize to give away as well. Tickets to the White Ferns and Black Caps this summer and a fun fact of the day. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. That means me and that we're back on. So welcome back to the run home on ECNZ. I'm flying blind here. Brad's taken over the studio, so I've got no clock, no text machine. Uh, but you do, Beef. I certainly do. And uh, the texts are coming in. A bit of congratulations for your curse um, around the uh, kids happening. So any Hopefully na- it's just one. Not imagine, an S. imagine if you start off twins. Oh no! I will laugh my head off. <laughs> uh, and uh, and geez, a lot of a lot of people texting in about uh, great to have the gang back together. Well, people, it was about half an hour, but I think uh, both of us are already getting sick of each other. Um, built on is raw meat, and in some countries in Africa, is it not dried meat? Some countries in Africa have foot and mouth. This is what they I said think to me last night. That is the night. reason you can't bring it in. That's exactly what the customs officer you, said to you, me. Can you now apologise to the customs department of New Zealand? No, I'm still. Oh, I still oh, don't oh, understand why you can't bring dried, stubborn sealed, packeted meat into stubborn. the country. And country. Very stubborn. Uh, you know, if it's from another country, you can. It's just South Africa has foot and mouth. Well, and this is probably. I know, Brad. Are we still giving out texts of the day? 
Uh, well, we give, we've got cricket cricket tickets to give away. So, okay, well, yeah, I, think, sure. I think I've found one because uh, this one here. Hi, I bet the customs officer regretted dragging you, Kirsty, into the interrogation room. He wouldn't have got a word in and wouldn't let you go, so he could give his ears a rest. Lol. If that's not the text that's of the so day. Funny. That's so funny. That is so funny. that's not the text Brian. of the day. Uh, Brian, Thanks, you have, Brian, you've made my day, Brian. That is tremendous. Um, you know what? By the stage, I just wanted to go home. <laughs> What time did you get in? 1 a.m. Oh, no. No. 1 a.m. The woman is waiting for me because my passport was flagged, so she's waiting for me where my bags are. Your passport was flagged? Oh, because of all the Yeah, the country, so I couldn't get through the E-gates, so I had to go on line-up, and then that must have been flagged to someone downstairs who was then waiting for me for my bags to arrive. Mitch McLennigan was also on our flight. I discovered Up in first class, of course, so not sitting with me. What is is the street value of what you brought back into the country? Probably a lot. So here's (laughs) the worst thing about that, is that one of our great friends from Supersport in South Africa... Mm. Went to his local butcher, made the effort, which is 40 minutes away, to come and drop this biltong for me off in town to bring back to New Zealand. Now do I tell him it actually got confiscated? No, you said you, ate it, you should have eaten it all on the plane. And it was probably like uh, a million rand. Oh, yeah. Maybe three million rand. Could have fed the entire village. Yeah, and you know yeah. that rand is worth nothing, so it probably cost him a week's worth of... Salary, which I feel so terrible about. Well, not if you work for super sport. Jeez, they got a bit. Um... They all live there. All the super sport commentators. Oh, they all well, live in Cape Town. <laughs> and now that I've been, I see why. And wait until you get to Stellenbosch. Hey, do you guys know that we're doing some breakfast shows next year? We are aware. How cool is that? It is cool. I just The only thing that makes me nervous is my experience <laughs> is pregnant women are at their worst um, between the hours of 6 to 10. And could you imagine Kirst? Why? you imagine Kirst being a, a rough pregnant woman? I'm not like that at all. Okay. Why are they at their worst, babe? What happens? Just irrational. 6 till 10 a.m.? Yeah, I don't know why. You've just woken up. Yeah, uh, you've just vomited, probably. No, I've yeah. not, not vomited the whole time. Oh. Yeah, you go through phases with that. Well, yeah. surely not. Part it's of not, the cycle. It's not coming. <laughs> well, you never know. So stay tuned, folks. I, mean, I think it's January, January the 15th for a week. Uh, the run it might home be just breakfast. be on breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if France was anything to go by, well, I was supposed to have my mate there for uh, the best part of two months. That didn't happen. Stop it. <sighs> Jeez. Shall we do some Who Am I clues? Yeah, please. Yeah, right. Mm. All right, okay. Beef, where you go, mate? Rightio. Who am I? Wait, what's the time? How far through the show are we? <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> No, no, I was more so meaningful. She's getting tired. <laughs> no, not tired. Sick. Oh. <laughs> uh, who am I? Do you still have stings for who am I? Uh, we, we have music. We, look, we're having issues at the moment okay. with our equipment, so uh, that's issues. why I'm in here. We've had issues for yeah. a long time. Um, I can just hear it in the background there. That's beautiful, Jacob. Clue one. I was born sometime between 1992 and 2002 and was mentored by a national legend of my chosen sport. By the way, mm. whoever gets the correct answer, the first five people to get the correct answer of who am I today, yes. you get free tickets, a double pass to your choice of any white ferns or black caps ODI oh, matches yes. this summer. So it's a brilliant prize. So make sure you're listening out for all three clues across the day. Maybe you won't need them. Maybe that first clue will be enough for you. But remember that SCNZ's your new summer home of cricket on the radio and our coverage continues this Friday with the second ODI between the White Ferns and Pakistan from Hagley Oval in Christchurch.
Clue one, just in case anyone missed it. Jeez, that's a great prize. That's a great. Especially the first what, five. What uh, match are you picking? Uh, well, one at Seddon Park, obviously. Seddon Park would probably be one I go to, unless I'll go Bay Oval. I was going to say you'd go Bay Oval. When did Aussie get here? Do we have we're, we're, we're not ODIing against uh, Australia. We've got three T20s and, and two tests. Aussies have sold them out, haven't they? They've they sold out. Sold them out. How good is that? Yeah. What a what a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So, Two test matches. They're not dead yet. So some something at Seddon Park. For you. Something at Seddon. For you, Brad. Yeah. Eden Park. Uh, Hagley Oval for me. Hagley. Best cricket ground in the country. So you win these and then fly south down. Yeah, just you know, your passion about Hagley. <laughs> you know, I'm not passionate about Canterbury, but <laughs> love Hagley Oval. So. Uh, anyway, you, you can pick up a double pass to any ODI of your choice any this guess? summer. Any guests on that one? What was the clue again? Uh, born between 92 and 02 and mentored by a national legend in my chosen sport. So he's somewhere between 22 and 32. Well, I was born in 92. How old's McLaughlin? Scotty's 26 or Okay, seven? it's McLaughlin. He was mentored by Murph. Bad little shout just quietly from Young Beef. This well, Beef always gets to the fact that whoever's been in the news lately mm. will come up. Ryan's, Ryan's got one in early. What is it? But I think Ryan, uh, with all respect of a great Lutero Taylor, um, he is <laughs> Ross a, Taylor. He is a bit older than that. He was born in the 80s? He's definitely the 80s. 80s. 80s, okay. I mean, so I'd say he's very similar to me, age wise. 80? 1986. 4-0. 3-0. Carry on. You didn't have a big... (laughs) No, I did not. A big shindig. Didn't have a shindig. Um... It just it just been a year, a bit too busy to organise a shindig. Maybe maybe forty one, maybe forty one. <laughs> Next in, year, people. In ten years' time, <laughs> stick around, <laughs> stick around. Uh, righto, is it time now for sporting headlines with Brad? Thank you very much, Kirst. Uh, um, yeah, this uh, only people can have a peek behind the curtain today about what's going on in the studio. Anyway, Sal GP Russell, a boss Russell Coots insists he has not slammed the door on Auckland as a future venue of the international circuit, despite the current impasse with local promoters. Don't know if you're aware of this, Kirst, but basically, uh, Auckland um, got dumped as a potential site for Sal GP because they couldn't agree on some logistics and. Uh, the Auckland Council didn't want to give away uh, Winyard, uh, that little hill up in Winyard Quarter away for viewing purposes. So SailGP were like, we're out of here. Auckland, you're your own worst enemy. Seriously. What hill is there in Winyard Quarter? Oh, just uh, around uh, the other side of Winyard. I can't, I can't I don't even know Auckland that well, but, you know, the, the other side of Winyard, the big hill. Mountain. You mean in Devonport? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah Devonport, yeah, yeah, that right. one. Yeah, you so. know, where the naval base yes, is. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, ba- basically they said you can't, we're not going to allow that as a venue for viewing and then Sarah GP said, cool, we're going to go back to Christchurch. See you later, Auckland. Back to Littleton. Good on you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, former All Black and friend of the show, Angus Tarval, he's using a negative experience to pay back the Care Starship Hospital. Uh, he's um, donated his uh, jersey from the game where he was sent off. 
against the Paddies. To Starship, I reckon that's really nice. Great gesture. Such a nice guy, isn't he? It is indeed, it is indeed. And the International Cricket Council has slammed the Murpar pitch where the Black Caps beat Bangladesh in the second test. Uh, Tim Sowley described the test wicket as the worst he'd seen in his career. The world governing body agrees, awarding one demerit point to Murpar International Stadium uh, for venue incurs six and faces a 12-month suspension from international play. Those are your headlines, cursed at 3.41. Just just uh, picking up on one of those headlines, Angus Taivau, wonderful person, great human being. I'm just curious, when Beaver first walked into the office, he, he started off by saying he's been volunteering for the last couple of weeks. What are the good deeds you've been doing? Uh, we, uh, You said that I've only done two shows. Relatively true, but one of those shows I missed out on was because uh, we we did a fundraiser there for Movember, and uh, we we played around a golf with the boys just to uh, just to uh, honour. So this is volunteering. That's volunteering. This is what you're talking about. Mm. Going and playing golf with the boys to raise money for uh, said charity. You're a wonderful person, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Kirst. You're so generous with your time. You've had three weeks and only th- worked three days. I've been home a week. You're a wonderful person. Um, and you're listening to The Run Home, all thanks to MG Motor MZ. Their all-new MG4 Electric X-Power, the most powerful MG to arrive in New Zealand. Don't go anywhere. Dream team. Can you call us the dream team? Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed dream team. Yes, you can. We can award call, winning. We, we still are yet to win an award two Tell and a half years in. Oh, to be fair, we haven't entered. We haven't entered and we don't even get invitations. I would have thought the radio people of New Zealand to sort of almost validate their awards would say, would hey, you get should us probably on. apply for this. Or just, can we get the big timers in the room? The two big dogs from SCNZ? Yeah, I would have thought but so. would probably um, help if we actually were on our show. That would probably help our cause. I'm always a big believer in quality, not quantity. <laughs> so, therefore... When you're playing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was all about quantity. You just play as many games you can. One of them will be half decent. Oh, well, we are having a few technical issues, but we can still read your checks and we can still talk to you and get your feedback. And we do want to hear from you because it's been such a long time, or it feels like a very long time anyway. Um, and it's good to see so many of you still listening in. What are they saying? I'll be saying plenty. Um, oh, it's so good to have the gang back together. Um, oh, we're the gang. Yeah, we're the gang. Um, I brought back a wife and kids from Europe, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so That's that didn't good. get confiscated. Um, more, more tips on the meat. See, how can you bring back a wife and kids but not jerky? Yeah, interesting around bringing back a wife. Um, I, I do hear that you can actually get them sent here too. Um, there's another one. Uh, safari meets Kirst, uh, Carmen Road, Christchurch, South African butcher, great place for the real biltong. So is that the one that is being sent in a couple of times? Mm. Is that the one you've been talking about? Safari meets in Christchurch. There you go. It's time. The but... biltong just tastes different. It is time. Yeah, it's it is time, time it's now. Time. To check out the TAB with Paul Mawati, also the Grand Tour Hub, uh, visit tab.co.nz. Bet safely, it is R18. Paulie, it has been a long, long time. How are you? Oh, boy, oh, boy, has it ever. It's just so great to have the band back together again. Um, I know that Beaver, he's, he's been working really, Thank really you. hard. Yeah, 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 as he told me all about it, he said, <laughs> you're, you're one of the hardest workers he's ever met. Thank you. Carry on, Paulie. Yeah. We'll talk some TAB yeah. tomorrow if you want. You just keep going. 
Paulie, were you at this golf day, this charity golf day that Beaver has been talking about working at? What's it? Are we talking about chasing the fox? <laughs> no, no. Are, but you, are you running? Are you running a book on chasing the fox? I'm. I'm trying to convince the bookies to. <laughs> To do something, I, I I don't know if uh, we've got it past the uh, goalkeeper yet. So watch the space. Wouldn't mind. I tell you what, I'd I'd like for you to put a book on how many fairways Anton Leonard Brown actually hits, and I would have him at zero from six. So if that's if there's a chance of having something, I would have that as a power play. But what is tickling everyone's fancy poorly at the moment? Um. Well, I guess, uh, well, it's supposed to be summer, so we're we're into the cricket at the moment, and the first test between Australia and Pakistan starts tomorrow afternoon, our time, and the Australians are very, very warm favourites uh, to win that first test. They're currently at $1.22. Uh, Pakistan are at $6.80. The draw is at $7.60. Look, a lot of support for the Australians at $1.22. Um, they're running through a number of multis as we speak. There's also a boosted market uh, on the first innings. Uh, Smith and Labashane both to score 50 or more runs each. It's been boosted from $4 out to $4.50. That's also been fairly popular with punters. Uh, and I guess they're expecting the Australians to just continue on um, their winning ways. In terms of the top run scorer market for the Australians, Steve Smith is the favourite there in the first innings at 375, with Manus Lavashane at $4, Usman Kawaja at 450, uh, and everyone's favourite Australian at the moment, David Warner. <laughs> He's at $5. Uh, Paulie, I'm sure Mitch Johnson will be all over that five bucks and uh, be whipping him home for a hundred. Now, mate, I wish you all the best to get that Fox uh, book open because I think there'll be some entertainment around that. Who gets to hold on one this year? Mm. Well, yeah, Donkey last year. Yes, yeah. And I, and I said, well, the way Beaver's talking, I think we can put a line through... Um, the three All Blacks that are turning up. Uh, oh no, just Leonard Brown. Just Leonard Brown. Oh, just Leonard. Yeah. Oh, so Damien McKenzie. Oh no, his chance. Ball. He's real chance. Yep, he's hot. Ah, he's right. in form at the moment too. Right. Good. Good. And uh, who? Oh, Will Jordan's the other one. Yeah, Will Jordan, highly regarded. I, I haven't seen it firsthand, but the boys say Will Jordan. What can he do? Very good golfer as well, apparently. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to that tomorrow <laughs> then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll be able to whisper in Anton Leonard Brown's ear and just say, yeah, <laughs> Beaver and Izzy, don't rate you, big boy. Uh, <laughs> all the motivation he needs. It won't shock him. It won't shock him. I tell you, <laughs> hey, Paulie, have a great rest of your day, mate, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Great to have you two back. <laughs> Thanks, Paulie. Check out all the odds, promos, and boosted odds on the Grand Tour Hub at cab.co.nz. Do bet responsibly. It is our rating. Yes, you're listening to The Run Home on SENZ. We're finally back together. It's become the running joke, hasn't it? How long have we been away for and who's been away for longer uh, this year? But we're back together, so none of that matters anymore. We've got lots of texts to jump into as well. Brad's the only one that can see texts at the moment. Who am I, guesses? Mm. Uh, and and some more comments around the show. Shane Van Gisbergen has been guessed by Brendan in Cambridge. Who like was that- he mentored by? Because remember, that was part uh, Kenny, of the clue. Maybe Kenny Smith. Yeah, yep. a legend. Potentially. Um, Paul Cole, 
the uh, squash player. Where was he? Topical. Susan Devoy. And he, and he is topical. <laughs> I don't know. Su- Susie Bates, who I know was mentored by Warren Lees, the former um, New Zealand coach, Susie Bates. Um, we've, had, we've had a guess about Susie. Uh, yeah, so um, Joseph Parker in there as well. I uh, was mentored by Kevin Barry, of course. Uh, so, yeah, that, I think the mentor bit could be key. Beef. The mentor's key and the Smash that clue age. out again. Smash that clue out again, Beef. The clue. Yo. Uh, sorry. Yeah, there we go. No, I was reading a funny text there. Yeah. Uh, clue one, I was born sometime between 92 and 02, and I was mentored by a national legend of my chosen sport. And we want your text messages because the first five people to get the correct answer uh, will pick up tickets to the White Ferns or Black Caps ODI match this summer uh, and it is your choice. What was the funny text? <laughs> it was a classic on here from Martin. My excitement of hearing you two back together has lasted 30 minutes and now I realise I like listening to you both but not when you're together. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Brian's. Well, and Marsh goes, who are the two new hosts on the drive show? Didn't hear any updates on new personnel or the other guys leaving. Marsh, you're on fire, mate. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Keep them coming. Double eight, double three. It's great to hear from you and it's really good to be back. Like if you don't know anything about rugby, don't talk to me. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I need to go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! Ma, the meatloaf! Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Welcome back to the run home on SCNZ, all thanks to McDelivery. Great to have you joining us today. Kirsten Beeve back in. You know, that Bowden Barrett audio still actually still hurts me. I'm still not over that Rugby World Cup final, and I'm not sure whether or not I should bring it back up, whether we have mourned and got over it as a nation. But after being back in South Africa, um, no one was really rubbing it in. Uh, oh, they weren't? No, but oh. they were... They certainly were talking about the decisions that were made in the final, including Sam Kane. And it's fair to say that no one in South Africa thought he should have been red carded. Well, they're a very edu- educated rugby public. There were so many All Blacks jerseys at the Seven Stadium Cape in Cape Town. Yep. Like a quarter of the stadium was full of black All Blacks jerseys. There's they a, love New Zealand. There's a reason why the All Blacks haven't played in South Africa, sorry, in Cape Town for I think five or six years. And why? Prior to, it's because of the Cape Coloured community is all in on the All Blacks, and it stems back to the apartheid years, and they have long so history. Many fans. When you arrive there as an All Black at the Cape Town Airport, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of uh, Cape Coloureds waiting for you. And when you arrive there in Super Rugby, there's hundreds waiting for you. They, they, the Cape Coloured community has an affinity. Uh, the Springboks know it. The African people know it. Um, they don't. They don't get it, but obviously it does stem back politically. Um, for, from what New Zealand and that did during those times and the stance that they took. And uh, they've stayed with them for generations. To be honest, all the people that we met and that you come into contact with, whether that's in taxis, Ubers, restaurants, whatever, very, very humble about the World Cup win because 
they knew New Zealand could have won that game. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that was the thing. Like, uh, I certainly don't blame Wade Barnes. I mean, I don't blame the little man that was sitting up in his little TV room. Um, a having, lot of people have. Having too big influence in the game. Of course they have. But they were backed into that corner by whoever makes the rules. And unfortunately, we called it from the moment that the, we could see the rugby world going funny as far as anything head-related, anything half-nasty. We used to joke about it. Remember, we used to joke on the show saying, imagine if the World Cup final was decided by this. Well, the... It's not fair believe. on Sam Kane, no, it's not Sam, it's, But it's also not fair on the Springboks to say the World Cup final was decided by that. But two bigger, two bigger calls made in a World Cup final because of that. And uh, certainly not blaming Sam Kane. It was Kane. decided by that. We don't want to come across the sour grapes. You know what it's like. Before you know it, the Irish will have picked this up and broadcast it all around the world, and we'll be back in that hole that we were oh, during the World Cup. Well, while we're reflecting on the World Cup, then that mm. Irish quarterfinal, the greatest game, the greatest game of rugby I've been at live. As a spectator, I will never ever forget <laughs> that game. The pressure and the stress, like. We don't usually feel it as broadcasters, no. the stress and pressure that these people are under the week of and the game and leading up to that game. I tell you what, our entire commentary team felt that stress and pressure after that quarterfinal because we knew there was a chance we could be going home. The feeling afterwards when we'd just beaten Ireland was the greatest feeling ever. It was almost like you were on the field with them. Yeah, as a spectator, I don't think I've ever been so emotionally invested. I, it might have helped. Did you tear it. up? I, I got a little bit emotional. Was I, this when you were showing up on camera next to Conrad Smith? So yes. Was that the Richard Hamilton. Paul one? No, it was the Con- oh, that me and Conrad was... were together for the semi. Oh, this uh, was the one quarter. that you were late to the Jim Hamilton show on late, the sideline. Yeah, and I was yeah. about a dozen deep yeah. and then went live for the... And these guys thought I did a good post-game analysis. I thought I was, your post-game was excellent. I was flying. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a really, really nice moment uh, when I can't remember what All Black player was but walked in your direction and you, you could just see that you and him had a little moment. James Lowe walked where over. Was, and oh, walked actually, off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and walked off before he got to you no, just, I hugged Jay it was just a little acknowledgement <laughs> between you and All Black like, and you could just see you were just like well done bro I mean, it was Sammy actually I do remember um, there wasn't much of that afternoon that I do remember but there I do remember um, but that no. was the day you lost your phone too wasn't it the night before yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's been a traumatic oh, and emotional rollercoaster right. for me you know what it's like and then yes. you put alcohol involved too yes. and there was a lot of emotion flowing yes. um, so no I just remember because the Jim Hamilton position was next to Sky Sport <laughs> on the side Line, and Jim Hamilton is standing there with Richie McCaw and they're wondering where Beavers. Well, I wouldn't know. Can't I get have no idea. <laughs> it's fine to Nigeria. Apparently, uh, one Sir John Kerwin saw him that morning and he wasn't in a good way. <laughs> oh, there's allegations of what time I came over. Don't believe them. That morning. Yeah, don't, don't believe them. I think Rico was going well, for Well, you didn't run. have a phone, so you didn't know the time. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's allegations that people were going to breakfast. I don't. I don't buy into it. Oh, you were all staying at the same hotel, weren't you? That's yes, why he saw you that yes. morning. Yeah, not good. He said, not good at all. But it's about fronting up when the time is to front up, mm. and uh, and we got there in the end. But uh, no, you're dead right. That's the that, emotions in that game. They caught a final wall. You wanted with. them to win so badly, you could just... and to beat them after everything that had been said and done. Oh. It was. It was the last ten minutes. That mm. got me. How that intense was, was that? That was the most exhilarating and excruciatingly what about pa- the last painful last play? Last play? How many life. How many phases was it? 38 or something? 38 phases that we had to live through of not giving away a penalty. And it was the person, it was Sam, well, like Sam Whitelock, the epitome of what that All Black team was all about, getting that turnover. You know, one of the greatest moments in his career. That was just amazing. I mean, I know we all felt for me losing my phone, but I'll tell you what, there was a certain thread 
in in that phone that was very lucky that someone had lost their phone because the word I told you so would have been coming through so hot and so heavy uh, at full time on that to one. Who? Oh, a lot of this, a lot of the studio. I mean, uh, I told you that the box and All Blacks were going to make the World Cup final. What happened? Yeah, well, I remember. You who, said All Blacks France. Remember in who poo pooed about who was poo pooed about uh, the Irish being not the real deal? Yeah, mm. you. Mm. Thank you. No, anyway, yeah. this is like the whole Spider Man moment when they're all pointing at the other Spider Man. It's happening in studio right now. <laughs> Everyone's pointing to show. Oh, it was you. I you was, were the one. I'm happy that I was wrong. Put it that way. Oh, I still wish we won that final. But anyway. Anyway, we go again, don't we? We, we do. go again fresh in another start. fresh start. It's going to be an interesting year next year. Big Some year. big tests. Yeah. England coming down our way, and they're on the up. Sort Where of. Are they? Sort of. <laughs> don't even know well, where they are. Well, they did better than it. They did better than Australia. I tell you what, that. Yeah, but look at. Oh, they were despicable. Look at the side of the draw they were on. What did they have to win? They almost they lost almost that quarter won, final to Fiji. They almost won the semi final and made it to the final. I know. Beef. That would have been an they indictment on the game. They almost won. Yeah, that would have been poor reflection of where world, where world rugby is at, that's for sure. They were so close to winning uh, that game. Anyway, we digress, we move on, even if I haven't quite moved on uh, just yet. Time now for Brad to set the agenda. The Agenda. Agenda one. Oh, Jacob's so glad that Beeb's back. He, he's just <laughs> loving life with his mentor back in the uh, shotgun seat. Uh, all right. Can a fully fit, guys, TJ Perinara reclaim the number nine All Blacks jersey in 24? Uh, he fronted media for the first time in what forever uh, yesterday, talking about how he can see the competition between he and Cam Roygaard driving both of them as a launch pad to the All Blacks next season. Nah. Beeb said this last year. He'll be, he'll be lucky to make the bench for the Hurricanes, right? Cam, it's Cam Roygaard's jersey now. Oh, he won't be. He won't be lucky. He'll be in the twenty three. He'll be in the twenty three. Yeah, but it's be, Cam Roygaard's. It'll be a great one too. Super rugby level. Can, can TJ just play ten for the games and Roygaard play nine? There's your solution. To, to be He's honest, played with a bit you, of ten. To be honest with you, with the options that they've got, you've, yep. you've thought about it, haven't you? With the well, options no, that they've got there. And look, it's the, the the horse is bolted on this one because he's about to be. TJ's our, played ten. No, but I'm saying. Cam Roygaard's about to be our next 10-year halfback, but when I saw him as an 18-year-old... He was a 10. No, he played a little bit 10. And yeah, I said, you didn't want him there. He oh, told us the story on radio that you poo-pooed him. He could be a 10, without a shadow of doubt. It's too late now. He's going to be a superstar halfback. Well, he is already halfway there. But He said you moved him to 9. I moved him to 10 for a couple of games to try and convince him that he could play 10. Uh, TJ and Cam, I would... I would certainly put a bit TJ, of investment Cam, in one of them. I would put investment in combo. a bit of time as a ten. Like you certainly wouldn't cover another ten on the bench. Hurricanes have had the last five or six years since Bodie moved, haven't ever threatened the title because of the ten jersey. But Geordie's in there to do the kicking, so the yep. ten doesn't need to take that role. No, not really. Direct them around the field. Yep. TJ's got that. Oh, I don't think it's beyond the realms possibilities. Does TJ? And this is not pooing the other no. tens that they've got in there because no. what was the Brett Cameron Brett that's coming well, was, was quite good this year. Until he year, got injured, yep. Until he got injured. Ruben, so they've Ruben, got other Ruben options. Ruben there too, right? Um, he could and Aidan Morgan. Does does TJ wear black in 24? Yeah. I think he does. Experience. Because, okay. No Fin- Brad Webber. Finlay and Cam will get picked. Yeah. Uh, Webber's gone, Smith's gone. So it's Fakatawa. So it's, TJ's in the street fight with Fakatawa. Yeah. TJ's there to mentor, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think you'd be very 
Very silly to write off TJ being a part of that because who's at the Crusaders now? Still the same boys. So Noah. I don't, Noah, Noah. Has him. Yeah, I, I think TJ will still be there. But I think definitely new coaching group coming in, they will invest as much time and big games in Cam Roygaard because they know in four years' time he's going to be their main man at the World Cup. And Jason Holland's had a lot to do with TJ too, right? So yeah, there'll be, there'll be relationships there. Relationship there. Yep. Agenda two. All right, uh, does or where does Caleb Clark end 2024? I've sort of written in there, does he end 2024 in the NRL? But he's currently in South Sydney. It is a very, very short period of time that he's there, but we do know that NRL clubs guys have this new uh, sign any rugby player or sign a rugby player for no cost policy. Solomon Alamalo, for example. Uh, does Caleb Clark end up in the NRL? I reckon. Maybe not by the end of 2024. He's been on the yarder in the All Blacks. I mean, how many minutes did he play at the World Cup? There's too much competition back there. He's not as strong as he was, what, three years ago. It's yeah. hard in that position, really hard. Very, and very hard. there's so many people coming through. And don't, Caleb's going to cost a hell of a lot more than Solomon Alamalu does, is. without a shadow of a doubt. But He'd be great in league, though, don't you think? The, what's the criticism of Caleb in rugby? Probably involvements? Defence. Oh, defence, but league wingers, I think, <laughs> like... Uh, no, I love my league. No disrespect. But I've seen league wingers transfer to rugby. A top rugby winger, skill-wise, is on another planet compared to most NRL wingers. Yep, you've got your three or four absolute guns. But there is, there is a whole different level. Caleb Clark would kill it. He's a finisher. He would kill it as an NRL winger. I reckon he'd be without great. Without a shadow of a doubt. I'd love to see him it's do it. It's just whether he would have the repetition of work rates because, I mean, as a league winger, you're involved in every set of six. You usually take what probably the first or second carry yeah. on the counters, and then you've got to get your way back to to obviously get the cross kicks or be on the end of things. So that's whether or not he would be up for that. You're right. This new coaching regime that we just saw today in the office, he they announced their first name squad. the back three for the All Blacks right now. Damien McKenzie, Will Jordan, Will Jordan, Will Jordan at fifteen. Yeah, um, Talia's going to be involved. No. Talia's. Sean Stevenson will be involved. Yeah, Narawa as well. Narawa will be involved. How's your power How winger? exciting is this, man? Oh, it's so all, exciting. All I can't wait. But you start talking about it and, and looking at the new the players that mm. the All Blacks management will be looking at because they're looking at players for four years and wingers often turn up oh, two years before be a, the World Cup. There'll be a 19 or 20-year-old winger that, that we've never heard through. of. That exactly. Will announce himself next year. Of course, year. Dallas McLeod played a bit of rugby on the wing, didn't he, last year as well? And he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a favourite of raises. He's a crusader, yeah. Not I'd love him, to but. see Caleb Dodd. I just think he'd be great in the NRL. Oh, and and be, you want to see him continue to grow, not Caleb to be, be stagnant. Caleb will be playing for the Kiwis within 12 months if he decides to go there. And you He's imagine that, that there's some players that won't probably won't make the All Blacks under this new regime that didn't. Patrick Tupolotu, Kiri Ioane. These guys aren't going to make it back into the All Blacks, are they? You don't want Caleb to be like that. No. He's too nice a guy. You've you've been a reporter. Do you think there's been a little bit of poor reporting around this story with Caleb, that it's almost like he's there for the whole entire... Um... This confused me because I've been obviously travelling around a bit, so I haven't, I've been coming in and out of the news cycle, and I saw all these reports that he was spending as a full pre-season with the Rabbitohs. He's spending three days. <laughs> we don't get ahead of ourselves. He's spending three days well, with Jordan, the Rabbitohs. Jordy Barrett did it with days. the Storm. <laughs> Caleb loves the Bunnies. Like, Greg Inglis has been his favourite player forever. This will be a dream come true for him, just like for Jordy, It was spending some time with the Melbourne Storm and with the AFL team yep. yeah, in Melbourne as well. He as well. did the combo. That's a dream for these guys to go and do some personal development in these other environments. 
Caleb will be frothing. Watch the bit of AFL. Geordie Barrett would be a gun mm. AFL player. Like, absolute game. Yeah, like, and like, as Kerr said, he went and spent time for AFL. Like, Geordie's got a massive boot on him. Why wouldn't he try and see if he can go bigger? The, they kick a ball for, for, for a living. <laughs> why, why not try and learn from someone like that? Agenda three. Talked about this a little bit last hour. Is Auckland its own worst enemy when it comes to big events? We've seen so many big events leave Auckland. Sale GP announcing returns to Littleton after pulling the plug on Auckland over logistical disagreements. Uh, Auckland is not the home of big events anymore. And well, I was going to say, did the Friends of Eden Park have anything to do with this decision? <laughs> um, I mean, they've only, it's taken them 150 years to allow a concert at their wonderful Garden of Eden. Yeah. Um, just think of the tourism, mate. It's just, yeah. it's just left the, the, the city and... You know, we're competing. You know, sports fans competing for dollar these days. For me, Sail GP is a is a highlight event. It's what Aucklanders are all about on the water in their boats. Hundred percent. And and Kirst has obviously been traveling the world and seen it firsthand. First but class. Event, yeah, she not, does first class. Not first events, class. Events, events in big cities are what bring the places alive. And so, you know, like, am I a sail guru? No. If I have passing interest from this team New Zealand, of course I will. And you'd go and be a part of it. Mm. And because it's the party around the, the event. It's the, yeah. it's the event. It's the event. It doesn't have to be a party, Kirst, of course. But the event. Well, they we'll all are. <laughs> we'll call it an event. All the best ones. Music and arts festivals. This is what I've been yeah. trying to educate you on, Coachella or Dubai. <laughs> But do you know that's what she said to me? She goes, you don't have to go to Coachella anymore. You're experiencing it right now. Well, we know he doesn't like a festival, but he loves these uh, rugby festivals. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, now I've seen why. Also, just quickly, uh, we'll get a bit of this later, but um, using the Rugby Awards tomorrow, uh, got any picks for, uh, you know, chuck, chuck a couple of picks? Uh, Super Rugby has to be Damien McKenzie, without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. Who else is up for it? Scott Barrett and... It's Scott Barrett. Just because he won. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. He had the most phenomenal year. Oof. So did D-Max, to be fair. You remember Super Rugby? I do remember Super Rugby. You know you lose your memory when you're pregnant. What? Who won the title? That's fact. Who won complaints. the title? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what you're saying. Who won the title? Uh, All Black Player of the Year then. Artie Savi has been now announced World Player of the Year. Who's... Geordie would be in that conference. Is he the All Black? Geordie. Yeah. Has to be Artie. Yeah, it'd be Artie, yeah. No, no. Funny enough, like, for Aaron me... Aaron Smith would come close. For me, Artie, 100%. There's no competition. But I actually thought last year when he got snubbed, he was better. Oh, he was better. He was far better. So this is the joke, <laughs> that for the last three years, he's been snubbed for the nominations for yeah. World Rugby Player of the Year. And arguably, he's been better in the last few. I'll give you a little bit here, folks, because you've just been into me about I've been spending, I spent two months of New Zealand rugby and I've got no goss for you. I'll give you something around the World Player of the Year and that world team they named. Okay. Okay. So This is a very serious after, face Beaver's got on. After the quarterfinal weekend, the selection panel for the World Rugby Team of the Year realised that they had an absolute, you know what, storm on their hands because they had no Springboks and no, and no All Blacks in it. The World Rugby Team of the Year prior to that quarterfinal weekend Irish. was not going to have an All Black or a Springbok in it. It was full of Irish and French. Yep. Yeah, well, only one Bok ended up making that dream team. Yeah. Peter Steff de Toy, wasn't it? Yeah. He was the only box player that made the dream team. You got to put three, some weight on big three games, French don't you? Players. you As, that whole, that's that's what you were trying to been, educate with me the mm-hmm. whole of last this year was put weight on big games, Brad Island never won The award one. should have been discussed after that final, but I bet you it wasn't. No. Marty deserved it, oh, yeah, don't I'm get saying. me wrong, but yeah. I bet you it wasn't discussed after the final. Watching that final, and I know that, like... 
There were two Peter guys. Peter Steftu Toy. Peter Steftu Toy. And 20 Cl- out of 10. Oh, but I was, alive, I was alive in Tokyo. Oh, he did the same thing. Same thing. But it At just the came, last World Cup. And Dwayne Van Mullen, who had just big, been, big been questioning whether he was going to be even starting, just went mad in the final. The, um, the, 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 the real story as well was the hooker, right? The young hooker. The, the, the old hooker. The old hooker. Dion Fury. Came on. What a game. And you I said, said game the, over. The game over. Game over. It was like three minutes into the game and they lost their hooker. I'm cheersing people in the grandstand behind me going, we've just got the game. I've got a flank and trying to throw the ball. Yeah, and. you did this. Remember the Super Rugby final? Beak was texting by 30 minutes. All over. It's all over. The Crusaders can't come back from here. Well, look what happened. That's uh, twice in a row. I love an early call. Oh, remember Beaver's far too early sporting calls this year? We should probably go back Don't, and get those. One of, them, one of them was a 48-metre match winner from Geordie. Do you remember that? Hmm. Oh, no. It doesn't age well, your predictions, B. Oh, no. It does oh, not no. age well. Stay with us here on The Run Home. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to Mick Delivery. Who am I? You've got clue number two coming up. We've got tickets to give away to a Black Caps or White Ferns ODI match of your choice as well, if you can guess who am I uh, today. Liam Lawson interview, plus we flash back to one of our best interviews of 2023. Uh, we've got Head to Head, the game between Beeve and myself, and our fun facts of the day. Listening to the run home on SCNZ. We're about to give you your second clue for Who Am I? And don't forget, the first five people to get the correct answer of Who Am I today, well, you will win a double pass to any White Ferns or Black Caps ODI match of your choice this summer. Got some texts there? Yeah, we've got lots of guesses. And I tell you what, a lot of them centre around one of our greatest exports, certainly our, one of our richest exports. The one and only Big Stevie Adams. So his mentor was Kenny McFadden. Kenny McFadden. Um, so, oh, look, they don't tell me who it is anymore, so I wouldn't know. Mm. I'd, does Stevie fit in the 92 bracket? He uh, would do. Yeah, he's, He'd um, be my age. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. You don't fit in that bracket. He, yes, he just I do. Makes it. Um, I is, do. Oh, could it be you and Wendy Petrie? I was mean? thinking Laura Langman. Uh, what, you're, you're Ade- Ade- Dean Wilson. <laughs> Michelle Pickles. Um, Ryan Fox is another guess um, from Jamie. There's no mentor there. Um, Stevie Adams continues to get votes. Ross Taylor, I, honestly, no disrespect to the great Ross, but I think age-wise he would not fall into that category. Lisa Carrington. Cheers no, from both. older as well. Should be. Should be older than me. Would she? 90. 90, I'd say. Okay, we'll put a line through Lisa. Uh, so, and more Van Giz. Uh, guess, uh, look, uh, do I get a nod? Do I get anything anymore? Are you taking no, these names? You're not no, right. you get nothing, but I did like your guess, Early Doors. You liked the, the way guess. you were thinking. Yeah. When you, were, when you said Scotty Mack, Early Doors, yes. and yep. Murph, I really liked your thinking. But you're that. wrong. Is it, Clue number two. Well, actually, when's Jacob born? Well, yeah, He'd probably fall yeah. outside the <laughs> yeah. 2000 category. Yeah. Did you? And a legend, and a national legend. Um, yeah, okay, it could be Jacob. Let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. So Jacob, two. who's your mentor? Kirst, <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. Uh, clue two. I started young, before the age of 10, and my talent was obvious, winning two national titles before the age of 15. In 2019, I joined one of the biggest teams in the sport. Oh, do you want me to ruin it? No. <laughs> do you want me to ruin it? I've already said the Giz. 
I'm oh, sorry, McLaughlin. Don't ruin it. I'm very close to saying who it is. Don't ruin it. Beeb knows so who it is. That's clue number two of who am I? <laughs> that is clue number two. If you think you know, double eight, double three on the temper and bedpost text line. Time for a wee fact of the day. Uh. The Run Homes Fun Fact of the Day. So, according to some recent research that's been done, the human nose can distinguish at least a trillion different odours. In fact, the best air filter in the world is the human nose. Your nostrils are lined with tens of thousands of hairs that block germs, viruses, dust and pollen. And for all of you listening out there, it's safe to trim longer nose hairs, beef. If desired, <laughs> but don't, don't ever pluck them. Never use tweezers. Okay. Plucking leaves a small opening that could get infected. So if you do want to trim your nose hairs, that is absolutely fine. And in addition to this, your nasal cavity has grooves in it. As you inhale, air swirls around these cavities, which adds moisture and warms the air to match your body temperature before it reaches your lungs. And that is your run home fun fact of the day. Do any three of you pluck, wax, or have, trim your nose? I have a nose trimmer. Okay, so two out of the three do something to their nostrils. You can guess the one that doesn't. Excuse me, the barber always looks after that for me. Does he? Uh, yeah. So I'll you get, get yours done too. I get the one. So stop it's shop. common. Yeah, well, so males we do, do have lots of hair going on. But do they so. grow out of your well, nose? They sort of, they they just peek they out, down. don't they? Be so they do. They they, they fall they down. They kind of peek out. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to get them tidy. You just yeah. got to, you know. Give, I've got a little trimming kit. What so. does your barber do? He does everything. He obviously me. doesn't use like the hair trimmer. No, he's a little gadget. Yeah, so it's the same as what Brad uses. It's got a tiny little head on it, and you just and it goes round and round and round. He's got blades for everywhere else. Yeah. Beams, beams up with the program. Yeah. He's looking quite tidy at the moment. He does look tidy. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking quite shaved. trim and tidy. Yeah. yeah. And Jacob does too, of course. For all you single ladies out there. <laughs> Let's get to some <laughs> Manchester United's season of misery plunged even further into the depths of despair as they exited the Champions League at the group stage. Ha ha. After defeat by Bayern Munich at Old Trafford, Eric Ten Hag's side beaten 3-0 at home by Bournemouth in the EPL on Sunday needed to beat the Bundesliga champions and hope that there was no winner in the other game between Copenhagen and Galatasaray. None of those things happened, so... Sucks to be you, United fans. You're out of the tournament. Uh, and uh, this is interesting rugby news, Beef. Henry Arundel, who's the England winger, he signed a contract extension with French club Racing 92. It makes him an eligible for England. He's only 21. Mm. And uh, he's decided to, to pick club over country. England now have a you-must-play-in-England uh, uh, if you're a certain yeah. age before um, to play Fair for England. Too. So, yeah, I think you've got to... You've got to well, have their played, premiership's in trouble, so you, they need... Yeah, you've got to have played 65 tests or something to be eligible to play if you play outside of England. So he has decided to pick club over country. Yeah, it's not like England players are poorly paid. So there's no reason for him to go to France. Well, he's decided to. Yeah, no. Yeah. The reason being money, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you... Oh, like, I'm, I'm, if you don't want to be, like, better than All Black or play for England, then if I was national coach, then I'd say, I don't want you. Mm. Yeah. That's the headlines to uh, fourth thirty fourth. So those headlines, just drawing on some recent experience... Do you know how difficult it is to get tickets for a football match in the UK? Did you try? Yeah. So talking about game experiences, 
like probably stupidly naive Kiwis who think you can just rock up to a game in New Zealand and get tickets mm. because you can do that, right, with most sports unless yeah. it's an all-blacks test or something. We tried to get tickets when we landed in London uh, for a hot spurs match on the Sunday. We landed on the Friday. Sold out. Can't get anything. And that's a 75,000-seat stadium. That's a massive new stadium. <laughs> yeah. Sunday afternoon, completely sold out. You just can't get them. They reckon they sell out weeks in advance. Yeah. They have so many season ticket holders that even members get rotated so you don't get tickets every game. You only get tickets every second or third game. Crazy. How do you create that demand? Share population. Don't have, don't have every game on TV, which they aren't. Yeah. See, it's all these things that... Mm. Sports in New Zealand need to pick up. Because they do similar to Australia, right, where it's out of market. The game in America, we're out of market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same in the US with American football. Yeah, You can't see the game if it's in your market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like New Zealand, for example, take New Zealand, take rugby, for example, most of the money comes from the broadcaster. (laughs) And then you're going to cut that hand off on hoping that, oh, everyone's going to go to the games now, so we'll make it up and... Yeah, you can't do it. Tough. I mean, NFL sells out every game. Yeah, every event. So they don't need they need broadcasting money, but they also make a lot of money. Game day experience, Kirst. Game day experience. Game day experience. Yeah, two right Jeez, about that. Texas are flooded in. Okay, guesses. Who am I? Uh, Kenny's texting she. Uh, is that Shuhei? The man that made Shuhei the Shuhei Utani. Yeah. Close. Yep, Shuhei Utani. Yep. Show, uh, Shuhei, if you're yep. Japanese, is in my Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Potato, potato for some of you that aren't fluent in Nihongo. Um, Brandon Hartley, uh, Liam Lawson, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods for what? me can't be. He's older than me, guys. Didn't he He's win like a Masters 50. at 50-odd? Uh, Scotty Dixon, I do believe, is similar age to myself, so I'm going to put a line through him, but he's been voted in plenty. Age category's really throwing people here. Yeah, hasn't it? Um, Adesanya. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad guess. Liam Lawson is getting heavily backed. Um, Brendan Hartley again. So uh, you picked up on what I was putting down um, with McLaughlin as far as maybe four wheels, and we have literally named every Kiwi there's ever been to drive a car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, keep the guesses coming through for Who Am I on double eight, double three. Don't go anywhere. We play head-to-head right after this. I'm an honorary Sean Connery born 74. There's only one of me singing. This is all a bit of a joke, isn't it? The music. It's, it's <laughs> and, supposed and to be. probably uh, the winner of this game as well, Head to Head, is back. And, I mean, I know it's been a while, but I was thrashing Beav at Head to Head for a while. But, uh, Beav, I think you beat Sam, beat, beat Sam a couple of times, didn't you, when you head-to-headed with Sam? It's, and sometimes in his chosen field. Yeah. In yeah. Did you? And stuff. Yeah, and did did you? Out. Not at Rugby League. You would have been so dark yeah. at that. Shout out to Sam, who's listening and reckons Carter would be made for League. Uh, thanks, mate. But yeah, we're just talking about you, how I beat you a couple of times. In at Rugby League, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked that you beat him. He is like the wizard. He's the almanac with Rugby League. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, how'd you do that? There's, what not were the Pembr- there's not a Pembroke Panthers game that Beeves never oh, watched. That's why. Mm-hmm. So, so you did the Panthers. May, may have put a few friendly questions in there. Um, all right. So today, team, the uh, the game is name that Kiwi voice. Now these are all recognisable Oof. voices. All right. Um, and a couple of them. A we com- know how this has worked before. Remember the one that we had John Kerwin. Yeah. Well, it wasn't J.K. It, it was Nigel Yeldon. Nigel Yeldon. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh. forget. All right, so so Beav, you won the toss. Would you like to go first or second? Second. Oh, so Kirst, you're going first. Yeah, whatever. Jacob, are you ready? Oh, Kirst, oh, Kirst, Kirst are you ready? I'm born ready for here's these num- games. Here's your number one. 
when I scored that try, it was kind of like a relief. Like, you know, you know, I've scored a really good ah, try. Yes. We've won this game. Chiching 1-0 to Stanway. She's I'm glad you took that on. I got that. Would you not? No. Mm. All right. What cool. have you got? Well, okay. Do we still have the if he doesn't yeah. get if it, he doesn't I get it? Still, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Beef, here is, here is your first voice. The role of the um, uh, open side flanker in the number eight is to retain possession when we've got it and regain possession when the opposition have got it. Former coach. It's Former All Blacks coach. He's a former All Black. I don't even think he's a coach. He's not a coach. I want to say someone like a, 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 a an older generation loose forward. Before the 90s, 80s. I, think, I feel like giving you a clue It's here. not a mix, is it? Sounded like him. Cha-ching. That's Murray mixed there. Nice work. That, that's probably your toughest one, I'm not going to lie. So good job, Beef. I, I think, was I with him in France? Mix. Is no. he... No, I don't, nah, mix mix would, I don't think Mix would have been in France. Mix used to look like Magnum P.I. H- who's the guy? Yeah, is he the one that... He works for Iran's. Well, he runs Iran's. Who's the one that used to go out with this? We shouldn't break Lorraine Downs. Lorraine Downs. That's, yeah, that's, that's Murray Mix. Yeah, that's we were with him in France in the final. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that guy, listen. he's probably listening and this could be really awkward, but amazing for his age. And it's, yeah, he literally yeah. looks like he's 40 he, years he's old. A he's a human. super, mm. yeah. he's got golden skin, he's got beautiful children. He's a great guy. He's, great voice. Yeah, has, we went to dinner with him and his wife and his daughter. He, they live in Mount Maunganui. I mean, you great would have, person. He, he would have been cold. Love that guy. He was a rugby commentator too when you would have been watching yep. rugby as a young Grant little Grant Nisbet yeah. had all of these second voices. He's yep. had the, all these legendary yep. second he, voices and, and Murray was one of, them one of the first yeah. for a very long time And the thing about Mex is he did not give a you-know-what ever came out. Which is, why, which is why he's not working there anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tingle the spine, tingle in the loins. There you have it. All right, Curtis, your turn. All right, here is your second voice. Do ministries go or not when you talk about your six and a half percent of the Do public service? Do actual ministries disappear? Look, or does everyone just get to Mike wander what? around and have fewer people? Oh God, Hosking, there obviously. We go. Cha-ching. It is. I, I don't want to give that one to Beef because it would have been too easy for him. But well done, Curtis. Mm, you, you do listen to radio. <laughs> uh, beef. Here is number two for you. Before we talk the very beginning, let's talk the return. Oh, this uh, is too easy. Is 2024. It's Monty. Uh, when Joke did you start that you took so long. I couldn't because you were running through my ears, Cha-ching. not Monty. Cha-ching. It's Monty, mate. Look, you guys, I have to ease you back. So I easy, have to Brad. ease you back into the game because I don't want to get the, oh, this is too hard. Anyway, all right. Kirst, here is your number three. Jake Dog, are you ready? Yes. Those that can't pay, we should be helping and subsidising. If you've got a community Luxon. services card. No. Dog. That is the PM of New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was Keezy. That's, well, they, I mean, John Key is the person he wishes he was, so, uh, you know, it's not bad. All right, uh, here is your third and final beef. If we're confident, we're so confident in our game and our style and how we do it, if we put that on, then we can achieve what we want to achieve. That was so easy. Are we only doing three plus a tiebreaker? No, here comes a tiebreak. So your, your name is your buzzer. There's no pressure here, team. Babe is no getting all serious. This is the, when the, the fingers start coming out. Jacob, J- Jacob is the adjudicator on whose name. So comes name's up. my buzzer. Name is your buzzer. So okay. Beaver or Cursed? Clear all, right. all right. Go, J-Dog. When schools went back, it was going to be very tough for him. And, and being out of school for so long was was tough for him. So, um, you know, and we just felt he was probably a bit more vulnerable than most youngsters. Play it again. When schools went back, it was going to be very tough for him, and, and being out of school for so long was was tough for him. So, um, you know, and we just felt he was probably a bit more vulnerable than most it's youngsters. A, it's a leaguey. Is it league? Union. 
Joe Schmidt. Oh, you got to say your name. Kirsty. Oh, okay. Joe Schmidt. Yes. <laughs> Joe, you're sounding very Australian. Maybe there's some truth behind the river here in the Wallabies hunt. Is it true? Well, it's been reported. He was he was talking about his He's boy. He's one of three, isn't he? He was talking yeah. about his boy, of course. Uh, this uh, I found that audio from an interview he did with Irish t- Television off the back of. But yes, it was Joe Schmidt. Congratulations! Um, look, I wanted to ease you guys back into the game, right? Because it's been a while, and I didn't want him complaining about you getting easy ones. I didn't want you complaining about him getting easy ones. So oh, I was so him. easy. Monty Beethoven, come I, on! I thought I thought Mix was probably pretty tough. Mix was right? tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But good great, job. Great character, though. Good job, all right. Oh, one of the greats. Yeah. Your mentor. Second voice mentor. Yes. <laughs> I need to be the second voice. You're right. Nisbo has worked. With how many second voice? I would love to ask him, and I know he would never tell you. John Hart. Yeah. Um, Grant uh, Fox. Foxy. Uh, I believe. Foxy. Um, Marshy. I believe he might have Mills. worked with Graham Thorne. Graham Thorne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earl Curtin. He's yes. had so many second voices. Yeah. I'd love to know Grant who's Fox, his favourite yeah. to work with. Did he just switch over to Macbeth, or was that just Quinn and Macbeth all the time? There was a time when it was Quinn and Macbeth. Mm. Yeah, but maybe because Nisbo was kind of like under Keith's like yeah. sort of wing, wasn't he? Mm. Um, That's yeah. Nisbo's fifth Rugby World Cup. Really? He's called 340-something All Blacks Test matches out of 500 and something possible, so more than half. Amazing, wow. his career, and how far and wide it's spanned. Are you standing counting All Blacks Test matches? What? Are you starting to count your all-black test matches? Yeah, my caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the number of she tests. Gets to, she gets to 50 and she gets presented a cap from this yeah. book. Like, I was hoping to win a World Cup this year, actually, <laughs> babe. Just like you. I can't wait for you to get to 50 run homes. I've got a cap waiting for you. You haven't made it there yet. You've not made 50 in a year. <laughs> you have not made it. <laughs> You've definitely not been in the studio more than 50 uh, times, that's for sure. Uh, I've got a there cake was, waiting for you. There was, a, there was actually, um, before we get to a break, there was a time, I think you might, might, may have not been in New Zealand, Beef was here like four days out of five. Loved nah, it. don't believe it. I don't know, he was. That. Won't he believe was. it. It's so much so that the rest of the office is going, this is like the fourth day out of five mm. that Beef's well, been Well, he obviously here. had Grin's work in town or Dude. getting paid for something else because he wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> no cursed, Beef in here every day. Uh, anyway, I'll take that win and I'll run with it if you've got any more guesses on Who Am I? Get your text coming through. Double eight, double three. We'll be back in just a moment. You got text though. News bites. You've also got text, um, but we've also got news bites. So we're going to do news bite first, and then we'll get into your messages uh, to make sense of another year in the books. You know, every year Google does this. It releases the annual year in search results, and we've got the results for what has captured your interest, Kiwi's interest, the trending events, figures, and food, and your burning questions. So tell me if you Googled any of the following things, because this is what was hot in New Zealand. Uh, do you know what Google is, Beef? No, or yeah, gone? I didn't think so. Uh, this was what was Googled in New Zealand in 2023. Who is Stephen Donald? Most Googled <laughs> comments. Don't lie to him. Don't lie to him. He looked puzzled. I wonder what the response would have been. So what New Zealanders Googled the most was how to watch the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> Standard. Uh, what is Oppenheimer about? Did anyone see that movie? The movie. Beaver, Beaver needs to Google that. Did you like it, Jacob? Beaver, uh, Jacob's nodding away. Yes, he enjoyed Oppenheimer. Uh, why is Israel and Gaza fighting? And why did Jacinda Ardern retire? 
the definitions that were asked for. Woman, what is the definition of a woman? Interesting. Uh, what's interesting? That that's been Googled. Why? Might be some future Olympians. <laughs> Carry on. I'll give myself a ribbon. I'll I don't on. have the dump button in the studio, <laughs> then, so you better watch your mouth. Uh, sweet <laughs> recipes that were Googled. Cookies. How to make cookies. Savory recipes. Big Mac sauce. Everyone in New Zealand loving the Big Mac sauce. And the most Googled news was Jacinda Ardern. The most Googled sporting event was, no surprises, the Rugby World Cup. But this may shock you. The most Googled sports team in New Zealand was, in fact, the one New Zealand Warriors. Yeah, and I had that clarified that it wasn't just Warriors because I thought, you know, Golden State, Golden but it State. actually said New it Zealand was Warriors. The New was, Zealand Warriors. Yeah. They were hot. They were. They were the biggest ticket. Plenty of texts coming in too. Curse, you'll love this. We're talking about uh, who have commentated with the great Nisbo. Uh, text here from Harlem Shine, who's been busy on the text of late. Uh, Run Homie, Mario Mixed, greatest hits. He said, Grucock just tackled a whore. So funny. Love the Fano being home. <laughs> This is another dump but that, that is another dumpable defense. <laughs> a whore. What the hell? Oh, a whore. Andrew Hoare. And Read Danny. the goddamn text before you and say Danny, it. And Danny Gurkoff. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Two international rugby players have tackled each other. That's what Murray said. Oh, no. Let the complaints come in. Apologies for just reading what's in front of me. But Danny Gurkoff, great English lock, actually played a bath. And Andrew Hoare, one of the great men of full time, too. Is great. Shout out to Hori down there in the deep, deep south. Uh, that'll be an interview if we can get Hori on. Well, that'll be in the news tomorrow. You'll be on stuff. We can only hope. You've got to wash the balls pre kickoff. All right, all right, all right. Tell me he didn't just say that. Matchup again, New Zealand maintaining possession. Wide to Lamu. He's got the bounce. He's handed off his opposite. Lamu. You're listening to The Run Home on ECNZ. Welcome back. It is just after five o'clock and this is The Run Home with Kirsten Beef. All thanks to Mick Delivery. Somehow, surprisingly, I hit the wall in the middle of the day and it's five o'clock and I'm actually still awake considering it's the middle of the night. Somewhere, I've lost count of time zones, to be fair. Yeah, the South African one is usually pretty difficult to come home from. The yeah, South I, was, one. I was tired today. Yeah, I thought you might have been. But I'm fine now. I tell you what, who else is tired? Is uh, they reckon I might be tired because uh, Beaver's greatest hits or Mix's greatest Mix's hits. Greatest hits. I, just re- I just read what was on the uh, text machine, and I can assure you. What did it say again? Well, it involved a commentary that involved a guy called Danny Grucock and the legend that is Andrew Hoare. And for some <laughs> reason, I'm now I'm now on my last legs here at SNZ and uh, may get my broadcasting certificate taken off me. Mix did have some wonderful one-liners though, didn't he? Well, Wasn't well, he famous for slipping things in in commentary? Yeah, and you know it was intentional. He was just having a bit of fun on a miserable How light How do you think Nisbo would chuckle behind the mic, wouldn't he? Would. But you wouldn't hear it. Well, the great thing about TV is you actually have to put that thing in your face 
or else they don't hear you laughing. So if you've just got it sitting on the desk, then absolutely brilliant. Uh, regards from Rob here. The unqualified broadcaster, Stephen Donald, strikes again. Um, <laughs> Rob, I'm just reading what the people want. Uh, John Drake was amazing as well from Roy. Who's uh, the best second voice that's ever been, do you think? In what sport? The All Blacks. Who's the best All Blacks second voice you've ever had, ever listened to? Depends what you're into. Whether you want critical analysis. Yeah. Earl Curtin was very good. Grant Fox. Uh, Foxy's excellent. JT loves Foxy. Yeah, Earl Curtin was great. Best mm. second voice they've ever had, he reckons. Few other texts here regarding Mitch Evans uh, from Richard. Of course, the second clue uh, was given out, and there has been an abundance of texts come in. Uh, well, we've got tickets to give away to yes. any White Ferns or Black Caps ODI this summer, just for getting your guesses through on Who Am I Today. It's a great prize. Caleb uh, is going to be made for league. Plenty more texts coming in about, of course, Caleb Clark spending two days with South Sydney, uh, a favourite team of his. What team? would have room in the salary cap and when when would he do this or could he do this? So so while you've been away mm. a little power play by the NRL has announced increase in salary no, cap. No, no, no. Cross code players. Oh, they don't exempt. come under the salary cap. Exempt. So he can go to any club. So they reckon they reckon that um I can't even pronounce it. No, no yeah, they reckon he could have been paid anything. Oh yeah, anything. well he he just signed. Yeah, he could have been paid anything. And Who did he sign with? Roosters. Roosters. So he signed with the Glamour Club. He's basically swapping with Suwe Ali. Yeah. So, one, he was on, a, like, so much money, and two, the Wallabies were absolutely crap, so why would he stay? Yeah, exactly. So they, they got talking, uh, I saw there's a thing in one of the papers about who would you, who should they be going after in our teams. And they, so they can go after anyone They now. named about three All Blacks that they would all go after. Who? 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 up with contracts for the next three years. They work. went after... They, Artie. Artie was one, Damien was another. Moana. And Moonga was the other. None of those three. Would None go. of those would go. Nah, no, no way. Um, but yeah, but like a Kita Yuani, mm. Hoskins Satutu. Yeah, well, I mean, that, they would be attractive from the point of view of probably on the outer from the All Blacks right now. Um, but would league teams empty the? I, I know it's outside the salary cap, but you still got to find the money. Mm. And so, have they got that sort of money? And to, is it a, easier to transition as a forward as a or forward. a winger? Yeah, I mean, leagues would winger, tell you the, the workload in, and what you? have you. So, interesting. Uh, great to hear the A-team back together again. Congrats on the news, Kirstie, and look forward to seeing you on Border Patrol in the new season. Who is that? That's from Brendan. Absolutely fantastic I hope text. they weren't filming. It was an honest mistake. If you're missing what I did, I tried to bring like Bill Tong into scam. New Zealand, but it was sealed... Um, it had like a, a packaging certificate on it, which tells you what country it's oh, from because, and, and oh, what butcher. Everything, everything that comes out of South Africa, you can trust. I don't get why it's such, such a, a hot country. Such a well-regulated country. So what could I have been smuggling? Well, have you been to South Africa? It's one of well, most, yes, I just came from it's there. It's one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So what do you think I could have been smuggling anything, in my bags? Anything. You're a red flag. Well, yeah. I was a red flag last night. And no one could understand why you are in Colombia for two weeks on your honeymoon. Bogota. <laughs> Can you imagine um, if Kirst did pop up on border security? It goes, a well-known New Zealand broadcaster has. <laughs> yes. that's, that's the voice. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Trying to get. And then you're just all it. blurred out, like they don't know you're unidentified. Great text here from Chris. Uh, uh, the team's back thirty percent of the time. 100% of the time. <laughs> Hi, Chris. There's some great messages coming in today. I, I know what you've done there. Beef, celebrate your 20th anniversary of your 21st. I will do. That's what we're going to do next year. Hey, where's the voice of the run home, Adam, these days? He comes and goes, doesn't he? Mm. He comes in and out. Hasn't he 
doesn't his missus live overseas and he's been going back and forth a bit. Oh, Adam. does he? Yeah, I think we, I think we what about Tim? to the UK, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard from Tim. Tim's, oh, Tim's been very... Tim's been quiet. Tim, we're back. Yeah, yeah. but you haven't been here, so you haven't heard from him because you haven't been here. Thanks, Charlie. Charlie, I've got your boo sorted, by the way. Um, Graham Thorne, with his perm, was a great commentator and sports reader. Was he a sports reader too? Mr. Oh, Thorne. I don't know, but he gives me advice every week. Mm. Qualified. So he's your mentor. He's <laughs> a politician too, Graham. Was he a politician? He was a politician. Yeah. Was his Epsom. 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 Ipsum? Was he blue? Yeah, would have been national. blue. You'd have to be blue to be no, Ipsum. Onihanga, Onihanga, yeah. whatever electorate that is. Yeah, Ipsum screams blue. Uh, we digress. Kirst, can you take control of... <laughs> of what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's uncontrollable right now. It is uncontrollable. Uh, keep your messages coming through, though, on double eight double three. You know, we love hearing from you. Um, and we've got tickets to give away to the White Ferns or Black Caps ODI matches across the country just by texting in who am I with the answer today. So your third and final clue is coming up. If you still haven't guessed who that is, stick around. We flash back to one of our best interviews of 2023. Uh, plus, we've got a great catch up with, well, he's not a future star. He's a star right now of world motorsport. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery. I'm going to let Brad introduce this one. This is the Run Home feature interview. Thanks to McDelivery. 2023 has been a year of success in Kiwi motorsport from Shane Van Gisberg and winning Bathurst to Mitch Evans coming within one good race result of winning the Formula E Championship. But one of the biggest success stories was our friend Liam Lawson who made his F1 debut at Zandvoort mid-year. Uh, Liam joins the run home. Liam, have you had any time to take a deep breath and reflect a little bit? A little bit. I would say we're definitely now um, with a bit of time off starting to be able to look back on the year. Um, but I think... In general, it was all a big blur. It went by very, very quickly. Um, so at, definitely at the time, it was hard to sort of take in what was happening. It was just a lot of work to go through. But now definitely starting to, to sit back and reflect on it. Yeah, and uh, just on, on that reflection, uh, I believe you're a YouTuber now, uh, Liam. Uh, feel free to give it a plug, but how did that all, all come about, um, given, of course, this has been sort of your, your breakout year and now you're uh, delving into the world of YouTubing? I think it's more just getting into um, trying to get to, I don't know how to put it, but basically um, growing all channels and, and, and try and keep good exposure over this break. Obviously, I'm not in a full-time seat next year, so um, there's not free time, but I would say there's probably a little bit more time that I have to um, show a bit more background, especially during the break. I think the main target with, with YouTube is to um, – give a bit more insight into what we're doing over the break because I think normally when the season's done, all the drivers obviously go away and, and we'll do whatever we do and um, relax. But um, in terms of on social, we you sort of lose a lot of what's going on. So it's trying to um, just give people a bit of an insight of what we're, what we're doing in the break. How have you found that connection with fans? I mean, I'd imagine the sort of um, two months you spent on F1, you probably garnered a whole bunch of new fans, certainly following your stuff on, on, on the artist formerly known as Twitter. A lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this guy's so, so good. Uh, how, how have you found that sort of engagement with fans that maybe you didn't know you had in certain countries around the globe? It definitely obviously grew a lot in that F1 stint, um, which has been amazing to, to see. And definitely something I, I didn't really expect so much. Um, so I guess it's sort of a way also with to, to, to sort of um, 
hopefully it's cool for people to be able to see you know what we're what we're doing and what we're up to um the support since driving an f1 has been incredible um obviously i have huge support from new zealand as well uh which has been amazing and and most of those supporters have been with me since day one which is even cooler Count me in on those. Uh, I got to ask about the the Carwell drag race, Liam. Quite possibly one of the coolest visuals I've seen in motorsport. Firstly, how much fun was that, and how did that all come together? Um, yeah, that was pretty pretty epic um, to, to to obviously drive um, that car specifically and, and actually get to you know properly unleash it full yeah. power down down a straight like that um, and race those cars that we were racing was was incredible um, so it was a very very cool experience um, I, I went around and looked at all of the different cars looked at the uh, MotoGP bike as well which I thought was super cool I couldn't believe how fast it was mm. um, and then even even like the the electric van that we were racing um, there was it was just crazy Definitely the craziest drag race I've ever done, and I'm pretty sure I can say I won't do another drag race like that. <laughs> Did you get to have a smash in one of the other cars, man? That would have been epic. I drove the Rimac because um, we did a couple of drag races. So uh, one of them was up against the Rimac Nevera, um, and that was in a more recent YouTube upload. And I drove that car, and it absolutely blew me away. I couldn't <laughs> believe. Um, I've never I've never felt acceleration like that. So. Um, yeah, 2,000 horsepower electric car was, was nuts. Is it kind of cool for you to, to think that the career that you've chosen and you're extremely talented at has sort of given you these opportunities to do cool things like that? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely um, something that you probably don't expect. You know, obviously, I want to be a racing driver and a Formula 1 driver because it's what I've wanted to do since I was a kid. And I'm, um, and that's always been the, the career path. But obviously, along the way, as you, you get higher up, you get some really cool opportunities which you probably don't think about. Um, so it's it's a it's a nice surprise, and it's nice to um, to do some of them. Obviously, it's uh, it can be a lot of hard work sometimes. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to to do some of these unique things that we get to do. Um, a bit of reflection on twenty twenty three. Just want to put the Formula One stuff to the side for a sec. Parked at how happy were you with your Super Formula stint? Because you you achieved great things over there, um, uh, and that and that championship as well. Um, I was pre- pretty happy. Obviously, we wanted to, to win, so it was pretty disappointing to lose it in the last race. Um, but overall, the season was was good. Um, I definitely learned a huge amount. It helped me prepare for Formula One as well, which was, I think, one of the main benefits of doing it. Um, so in general, it was a, I was I was pretty happy with the season. But obviously, you you know, we went into it trying to win, so I'll always look back at it and. Uh, and always be slightly disappointed. Congrats on finishing second in the uh, 2023 Formula One rookie standings, by the way, Liam. I reckon that was a pretty impressive result. I didn't even know that, to be honest. <laughs> You've just told me for the, that's the first time I've heard that. So, I didn't really know. Obviously, I'm not. I don't. Uh, not too fussed on the rookie standing yeah. rewards. I'm. I'm obviously trying to whatever I'm racing, and I'm trying to be the best. So. Um, that's that's always going to be the target. Someone chucked that up on Twitter um, uh, for having a bit of a laugh, considering I think Oscar Piastri scored 100 odd points. So I thought that was quite funny. Um, hey, look, I get I get all the pressure involved with Formula One and, and what you went through for that for that two months. But did you have enough time to have a little bit of fun? I think for sure a little bit. You, you always do, but obviously um, most of it is 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 hard work. And I think with the way the Formula One stint worked out. Obviously, an amazing opportunity. 
Um, but because of how big the opportunity was, I knew how important it was. And it became, you know, I didn't really sit back and enjoy any of it because I was focused on trying to just absolutely nail it because I knew it was the only shot I was I was really ever going to get. So um, I think you definitely probably enjoy it less than you than you would expect to. Um, but obviously the goal is, is to be in a full-time seat. Um, and if I can achieve that, then then I'll probably enjoy it more. What about the madness of the pre-race? I don't know if you probably have, I don't know if you've raced at Le Mans before, but I don't know if you ever saw anything like that. Like, you know, Martin Brundle sticking a microphone in your face. You've got overseas media sticking microphones in your face. You've got celebrities everywhere. Literally, I saw the Las Vegas pre, pre-race was insane. What what was that sort of like, you know, 20 minutes out from, from driving a car at 300 clicks an hour? Definitely, um, yeah, definitely stuff that you don't that's the stuff you don't expect when stepping into formula one i think that's the stuff that really um you know we're more surprised about you expect all the the speed the the complications with the car and um all that side of things that the size of the team but not the the media and the um attention that you get so um yeah definitely definitely that side of it was was a was a surprise from a from a fan's perspective, Liam uh, obviously watched watched it pretty intently. Your Q two quali lap in, in Singapore was a highlight for me as as a fan of the sport and a fan of yours. Uh, but but did, was there a moment for you that that sort of stood out in in your brief stint? Yeah, it would have been would have been Singapore for sure. Um, the qualifying and the race together were were pretty exciting. Um, and obviously to score points, that was really the main target when stepping into the seat. I was you know if I get a couple of races, I want to at least score. A point um so to do that was basically goal achieved which was cool um and it was especially cool to do it there because i had my family there as well and do you take a little bit of pride in the fact that you know the alpha tower car in general sort of improved during your time there and then post um your stints as well like we saw yuki really competitive at the back end of the season um danny rick had a couple of good qualifying results as well so obviously a little bit of work that you put in helped sort of their their performance towards the back end of the campaign um, potentially yes, um, but obviously at the same time I'd, I would have loved to be in the car mm. when it was also um, you know at, a, at its highest point as well. So um, I think the the team did a really good job this year. The steps were were um, definitely the right in the right direction. So it's definitely positive going into next year. Liam Lawson with us here on SCNZ. Liam, 2024 just around the corner. So from a uh, from a career standpoint, has it, have you sort of mapped out what it looks like for you? Or is that yet to be decided? Uh, I mean, right now I'm basically, I'm going to be reserved next year for uh, Red Bull Racing now for Tory. So basically the same role as this year. Um, the goal is to, to be in a seat full time, but right now, unfortunately there's, there's no seats. So we just got to wait. hundred uh, percent. And uh, putting the motorsport stuff to a side, uh, Christmas, what does that look like for you and, and the Lawson family? I know you like to get home whenever you can this time of year. Is that on the cards for you again? Yeah, definitely. I'll be home um, literally around Christmas. I fly on the 26th um, back to New Zealand. So, uh, and then I'll basically be in New Zealand through January. Um, and, you know, I'll be basically enjoying. I'm very excited to come home uh, like, like every year. I did notice last year, I'm not sure if you're part of it, but Shane Van Gisbergen got a whole bunch of uh, guys together. I think Valerie Bottas was part of it as well. Um, and I don't know if he's able to do that again this year, but um, do, do you guys sort of keep together as a community? I know Giz tries to get a lot of people together sort of uh, this time of year when everyone is back home. 
Um, I, I honestly, he hasn't, hasn't reached out to me. So, um, we, you know, in general, the, the Kiwi guys, I think the drivers um, definitely stay stay in a, in a close community, which is really cool. Um, actually, last year, uh, Giltrap put together a really cool function where all of the drivers got together awesome. um, privately. And, and uh, it was the first time, I think, that everybody had been in the same room. You had Dixon, Van Gisbergen, um, and literally everybody um, was – and basically in the same room catching up, which was, um, yeah, which was really, really cool. So, um, it's, it's very rare that that kind of thing happens. Um, for sure. And, and that is awesome, right? Like we look at the New Zealand motorsport community and 2023 in particular, what a, what a stellar year. Um, Dixon coming second in the Indy Championship. Scotty Mack won some races. Gizzy winning Bathurst. Mitch almost winning Formula E. Yourself with your awesome performances. Uh, we, we do punch above, don't we, when it comes to four wheels? Yeah, we definitely do, um, for, for sure. But to be honest, I think in general in all sports, yeah, in most sports, I think that um, New Zealand definitely achieve at a very high standard. So um, obviously, motorsport is um, is definitely high on that list, which is uh, which is really really cool. And I think um, comparing to to loads of other countries, um, we do a very good job. Final question: Does anyone on the grid know who the All Blacks are, and were there any Rugby World Cup chats during uh, during the season and things like that with uh, maybe some of the French and and, and Pom boys, and even Oscar and, and the like? Uh, my my engineer actually in in um, Alfatori, he's French, yep. so um, and it was right around the time that we were playing against each other um, in the World Cup, so that was quite interesting. Um, there's definitely a lot of guys on the grid that. Uh, you know, rugby fans and, and um, follow, follow the World Cup. Awesome. All right, Liam. Look, man, I know you've got a busy day. Thank you so much for your time, man. Hope California treats you well, and we'll catch up again soon. Awesome job. Thanks. Thanks very much. Welcome back to The Run Home on ECNZ. Thanks so much for catching up with Liam Lawson as well, Brad. Such a, such a talent, and we're so looking forward to seeing all the big things he is, that he does. He is good enough in the right car to win a Formula One race and potentially That's exciting every time he's on. And yeah, he's just, um, just, just love, love the kid, man. He's got so much potential, and 2025 will be the year for Liam Lawson. Well, we were obviously in France when he was having his F1 drives, when he was filling in as the main driver, and he was just, you were just invested in it. It was like we've got a Kiwi in Formula One. Yeah, yeah, it, it brings Kiwis into it. But even Beef was asking how Liam did the night. 100. I'm not an issue Formula One man. Um, now, just if I can, <laughs> here we go. Just digress a little. We started talking about who Nisbo has commentated so much with, and obviously the great Mex came up because you ran into him in Paris. Now, well, 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 there is some interesting stuff coming. And obviously, um, Harlem Shine, I do believe, was uh, responsible for me apparently talking about Grucock and Andrew Hoare in the same sentence. Uh, but he just wanted to apologise for that. Sorry, Beef, you're the man. It was on an All Blacks game. True story. Sorry. Uh, anyway, listeners... Uh, so it wasn't a stitch-up? No, 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 I know it wasn't. I've heard the piece before. Richard, now Richard has sent in another few classic mixes. Um, they used to be called mixisms. Yeah. Um, Sports Cafe used to literally have a segment on it. Now, he's uh, he's put three sentences in here. Go on, mate, you can do it. You've already read the first one. You're only quoting someone. I've got the thumbs These, up from the producer, producer Jacob. If so. you've seen, if you thought the uh, Grucock and Andrew Hoare analogy was rough, uh, we're going to go to a whole new level here. 
So this is quite in the great mix. Um, <laughs> I can't read this. <laughs> what? Well, now Brand, I want to know. You read the, you read no, because it's, really it's funny you're coming from you. Uh, no, because I won't have a job. And I've got three mouths depending on it. Um, you're more likely to have a job than any of us three. Oh, visa out the gate. Properly go, go out the on, gate. In rugby context. Okay, in rugby context. Yeah, you, can, you can say it. In rugby context, you can say it. Well, go so on. just picture it like you're actually calling a live game, Beef, and then slip it in. <laughs> you can't do it. Oh, that's, a, that's a bit of... You there was a mixism just there from Beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're about to uh, say the sentence, you don't like to see hookers go down like that. That was right, one for mix. Down, down on players like that, yep. yeah. And the next one? <laughs> Even Jacob's shaking his head at the next I just got to pre-read it. Ja- Jacob can't. You put it in the middle. You know, if you put it in Guys, the middle, it's Guys, you can't just joke around without sharing the joke. I can tell you it's a magnificent joke. sensation. <laughs> when a gap opens up like that, and you and you just burst right through. <laughs> mm. And Daryl Gibson and Andrew Daryl, Murdens? Yeah, Daryl Gibson has been quite magnificent. Coming inside Andrew Murdens. Uh, and... <laughs> And I'm looking forward to more of that this angle. It's December, people. Yeah. It is December. Let's just move on from this debauchery and Beef can read out the next uh, Who Am I clue so we can give some cricket tickets. Of course I am. Who am I? Clue one. I was born sometime between 92 and 02 and was mentored by a national legend of my chosen sport. Clue number two. I started young before the age of 10 and my talent was obvious, winning two national titles before the age of 15. In 2019, I joined one of the biggest teams in the sport. Clue number three for the first time tonight after serving a three year apprenticeship I made my F1 debut in 2023 thanks to an injury to a trans Tasman rival I was also a guest on the run home today and of course the answer is We'll find, we'll find out after the oh. boys. After the boys, but you were on the money us. with motorsport, weren't you? From the very beginning, Beaver put you on the right track. So the first five people to get the correct answer on who am I today will pick up a double pass to a White Ferns or Black Ferns match of your choice, an ODI match this coming summer. Uh, we're heading to the boys very, very shortly. Time, Too short. for a, time for a fishing tip. Oh, okay. We do have time for it. Well, we're on with Suzuki Fully Footed Outboard Deals. Uh, it's time for Beaver's fishing tip of the day, thanks to Suzuki Marine. Well, a couple of days ago, I told Jacob not what to bring. Now I'm going to tell him what to bring because it is summer in New Zealand and quite often the heat out on the boat gets to absolutely ridiculous proportions. And so often, sometimes you think, do I need to grab some ice pre-fishing trip because is that arrogant? Are we're presuming we're going to get plenty, you know. Do I tempt fate like that? No, no, no. You have to get ice curse and you have to get salt ice because it'll last salt? long. It'll last longer and it's better for the fish. If you don't take ice out with you, you can sometimes be filleting a absolute brick by the time you get home uh, onto the filleting bench after a long day on the water. So well, is the fish basically cooked if it, you don't put it on ice? It becomes very stiff, very, very stiff, and sometimes obviously. Use a mixed e- euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just the fish is stiff. <laughs> and sometimes the tail is all bent out of how literally the moment it passed, and it stays like that. So tip number two on our wonderful, wonderful segment here just before Christmas as everyone's looking to go away, the Suzuki tip of the day is always grab your salt ice from the... Service station. Service station or tackle shop on your way out. So that's your one tip for us today. Today, salt ice. Make sure the you get it. The other day it was bananas. What was it? Today it's salt ice. Mm, don't so take bananas. Don't. Why, why no, don't I take bananas? It's just, a, it's just an absolute no-no. It's the one thing you're not allowed to take on a boat. 
Why is that? So, is it the smell? No, no. It's just... Uh, the fish not like bananas? They do, they do not. It's been proven. Fish do not like bananas? Nope. Nope. Why is that? We need to know more. It's fact. It's just fact. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much. Also, I'm wondering why we had the romantic music going on. Is fishing quite romantic these days Can on be. your boat? Can uh, be. <laughs> thank you for, for that. Uh, with fully fitted offers on Suzuki, 50 to 325 horsepower outboards from just 12499. We are on. Time now to head across the ditch. No. No, too early for the ditch. Too early for the ditch. Uh, so we've got some more texts coming in. Of course, Liam Lawson is getting uh, is getting flooded. Uh, um, but I tell you what else is getting flooded is curse arrogance towards our borders. Um, so curse, if you've just joined the show, tried to get raw meat. It wasn't raw. Meat inside <laughs> it's, our it's, country. It's raw built meat. on raw. It's not raw if it's dried. Dried. It's not like you're going to bring it home and cook it. Next you'll be going to Asia and telling me you can bring in dried apricots. I well, mean, do you know what's funny? Where do you want to go with this? Is I was having a great conversation with the woman at Customs who was searching my bag. I was like, man, people bring the most random things through because there were people on the other side of me bringing crazy things from the Pacific. And she's mm. like, yeah, they bring shells through. They try and bring all sorts. Well, here's a bit of a life tip for you. As long as food for later consumption is declared, it's no drama. Most of it will be confiscated, but the scrutiny is less on the rest of your luggage on your on your life if you declare the entry card and stand in the correct lane. Just don't bring food. Nothing is safe. Our food export reputation is at stake every time a random apple comes off the plane. It takes one border cock up from Australia to ban our fruit exports. <laughs> Told you. It is heard. You heard it here first. We don't need foot and mouth and we don't need fruit fly. Is it fruit fly? Fly fruit. Fruit fly. Fruit fly. Fruit, fruit fly. fly. Absolutely. We don't need that curse. Oh. You're about the growers. You and your biltong. Yeah. It's not raw meat. I'm still, I still don't really understand why you're not allowed it in the country. But look, people, it Generation didn't slip Z through the cracks. Yeah. It was put into the yellow disposal bin, and I did not enter it into New Zealand because I hadn't officially crossed the border yet. And I did declare it. But so, you also got in trouble. So I did, well, okay. So here's the question now: Do I now have a flag next to my name yeah. saying "Check this woman" every time she comes back into the country? And is this going to cause problematic when I come back in? It's going to take me two hours to get through the airport and border control. You're never going to go down that zero lane again. Damn it. Nope. Damn it. You're always X-ray. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, let's see what border controls like over in Sydney. Boys, are you there? Uh, yes, we are through the fast lane over here. Kirsten B, thanks to Mate. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. How are we, guys? Guys, uh, no, it's been well such here. a long time. It is so good to hear your voices again. Yeah, uh, it has been a long time because you two have been gallivanting and just treating us like a um, second-hand watch. Well, look, we joke about Beaver's attendance record. It hasn't been flash in 2023. Between, between the trips to France, and I'm saying numerous trips, I think there were four different trips to France uh, in 2023. He's really been clocking up the air miles, but it's good to be back. It's so Barney, good to be back. Barney, meet Kirst, meet the Bee. This is Barney. How are you guys? Uh, it's, it's been since last summer, I think, I talked to you guys. Yeah, when the professor was on with you. Yeah, this is our, our now, two favourites. Mate, I've got to ask, because um, we just tuned in late, what were you trying to smuggle into New Zealand? Okay, okay I hope this doesn't sound stupid. Raw meat. It was not raw oh. meat. <laughs> it wasn't raw meat. It was biltong. And cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell the truth. It was built on people. It was built on. And I still don't see the problem with dried meat in sealed packets. Can you take that into Australia? Yes or no? No, we wouldn't do that. No, not out of South Africa. Not without getting yourself on to border security, one of our favourite shows over here. The people that make it onto border security, you just shake your head at them, don't you? Like with the most ridiculous things. It's fantastic. We we, we love it. And what we want to talk about is... Uh, we're pinching a couple here. The fight is on. Rugby Union versus Rugby League. So mm. first we, lo- we lose Joseph Swali'i mm. and then we get back in return. The Wanga Niatasi. Yeah, Marky. And now we're on the cusp perhaps of getting Caleb Clark, who's training with the Rabbitohs. And the West Tigers have signed Chiefs winger Solomon Alamalo. Um, where do we land with these two? Have them. You can have them. Really? Really? We want them to do well. We want our players in New Zealand to do well. And and Solomon hasn't had the biggest rugby career over the last couple of years. He's had a few things going on. So it's good to see him. They'll make the most of him in the NRL, won't they? Yeah, Solomon Solomon Joel was somebody, he came into the scene. Freakish talent. When I was uh, an old man at the Chiefs and there was raps on him and he had an amazing build, amazing athlete. And for whatever reason, um, hasn't. Hasn't had the rugby career, I think, that we all thought he might have, and he's just sort of faded away a bit. But if he gets everything right, he could he could really be something. Fullback, winger, beef. You'd start him at winger, obviously, in league, for while he learns so, his trade. So just on Solomon, and you spoke about how it hasn't panned out how he would like. Has, did he have like a, a 12-month or 18-month period where he was just absolutely dynamite? He, he, had, a, he had a period under um, a guy, a coach that you guys sacked, uh, Dave Rennie, who uh, was a little <laughs> bit, bit of an eddy. Uh, he, yeah. he had him absolutely firing as a 21-year-old. And he was, he was going places. Like, it was a matter of when, not if, he was going to be an all-black. And then it sort of Rens left, and, and a few things went off the off off the tracks for Solomon. And uh, I'm excited by seeing him in the NRL because he could be something. But he's one that's never fully reached his no. potential in rugby, whereas Caleb Clark has been a world beater. His first year in the All Blacks, he yep. was probably the best player in the All Blacks that year at what 19, 20. Yeah, he's a whole different proposition. Like obviously, you're going to need your uh, no. Uh, no uh, salary cap credit. Who do you compare um, to? Caleb Clark. In the NRL. Jeez, oh, who would you compare him to? He's got um, thighs on him. He's got thighs no, on him the size of... You'd compare him to... Who's, who's my Penrith boy? Toto? Oh, okay. Really? But, so but another pro- winger? Another winger, but yeah. probably probably a little bit more... He'd probably be a bit taller than uh, Toto. Big and guy. And he, he could move into the centres, he potentially. He's a big unit. He's got quads on him like uh, you've, ne- <laughs> you've never seen. So I, my only concern for Caleb, and it's a criticism of him in rugby, and I know your boys' attitudes toward, towards work ethic, is whether he would, his involvements, and obviously as, as a winger, he'd have to take a carry every set of six when they're bringing it back. And that would be something that he'd probably have to, have to get sorted. But as far as ability... If he got that right, he'd be like, he'd be a Kiwi within twelve months, sort of thing. He would wow, wow. he would kill it. He would absolutely uh, kill it if he commits to it. But I just I just wonder if he's up for contract renegotiations again over here. Who knows? But there's like okay. this interesting conversation going on at the moment because there's obviously this coach in All Blacks um, coaching re- change in coaching regime. Four new coaches in, clean slate four years until the World Cup, so they'll be looking to bring in new talent. And some of these players that have been there before won't make it back into this environment. So that's where other opportunities come up, don't they? 
Yeah, you're in a clean slate kind of mood. You got rid of your Prime Minister, the All Blacks coach. Uh, We're a mess. The, yeah, well, the Kiwis beat the Australians in the Rugby League by 30. You got rid of him. Uh, and and now, you can't bring raw meat into the country. <laughs> what were we and, doing and now you get rid of Caleb Quad-Clark. Caleb um, so they're all coming over. But um, So you're tipping Caleb Quad-Clark to be the one, uh, potentially, if the Bunnies... Jeez, I've got some outside backs now, haven't they? Yeah, don't they? What? They'll be stacked. Yeah. yeah. Stacked in that back line in Senate. Holy dooly. We need some to come the other way, though. I mean, Joseph's certainly great to come into the Wallabies, but we need a few more to come this way, don't we? We need some superstars of rugby league. <laughs> who, who are you looking for? Let's do some horse trade. Uh, if I'm Australia, who am I looking for? There's only one Australian rugby Cleary. No, the one that I think could change the way it's all going and happen quickly, David Fafita. Oh really? Wow. He would be the he would be the one that sticks out to me like a sore thumb. Get him, turn him into a second five in rugby, which is where Sonny played. Yep. And he would be an absolute game changer for the Wallabies. All these other ones that they talk about throwing millions at, just it doesn't make sense to me. David Fafita would be the one I would go all in on if well, I was. Well they need a coach first, to be fair. Eddie's gone, isn't he? Well, did they oh, have Captain one? Coach? What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that's where that's where I'd go. If I was uh, Aussie rugby. What about this young fellow who I actually didn't only learn this at the end of the season. So we've got a kid over here for the Newcastle Knights called Leo Thompson. Yes. And as it turns out, I understand he's a twin and his twin brother plays in the rugby called Tyrone Thompson. He's a chief. Uh, he signed with the Knights in 2025. What do we know of him? Yeah, well, he, he's... He the brothers. The brothers out of yeah. Hawks Bay, weren't they? So, like the Frizzells. One's yeah. playing rugby, one's playing league, and they're both monsters. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Did, he, he put on a fairly good shift for the Kiwis when they won that uh, tournament at the end of the year too, didn't they? They won the run 30 nil. if I remember rightly. Did that happen? Yeah, that happened. What, our Kiwis? Yeah, our Kiwis. How good. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that not broadcast in Europe? I <laughs> don't think it quite made it over uh, to Morocco, No. <laughs> Yeah, we need to we need to bring something. It's kind of the elephant in the room at the moment, mm. and uh, people are saying, "Oh, Eddie Jones, trader, and all this sort of stuff." And look, um, there's been no bigger trader action than a Kiwi who's in this building at the moment. Oh. Gibbo, do you wish to share your sentiment with the listening SENZ audience? Yeah, well, I've already apologised to half the nation, so I can do the other half here. Yeah, look, I've been saying that Ireland punches above their weight more than New Zealand does. Because I was sorry. saying, I was saying New Zealand, sorry? I believe. Well, I was saying New what, Zealand. Like football? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I reckon, in just in terms of population, what's their population? Nation. Five million. Same, Same as us. Same as us. We're better than Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but in rugby union and in netball, like what about Gaelic football and hurling and association football, which is soccer? Those are sports well, that like, how many people yeah. play? That's how like many countries? You guys are great. You guys game. are great at AFL. AFL. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I didn't say anything about Australia, Beaver, and please don't do this to me. You're my favourite player growing up. I don't want to hate you. So, <laughs> Ronan O'Gara is good too. Ronan O'Gara is great. So what about, guys, what about old uh, Solida's wet cardboard over here, Gibbons? Yeah. He, 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 I said, give me your number one reason why you think that New Zealand, pound for pound, do not perform as well as Ireland. He said, oh, mate, just look at the Six Nations record. Yep. You don't even play in it. <laughs> Conor McGregor versus Israel Adesanya. Who's better? <laughs> you two versus Dave Dobbin. Who's better? You know oh, Dave Dobbins. Right? Dave Dobbins is yeah. probably out there for me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, New Zealand. I'll be back home for Christmas. Yeah. Well, really not, not with yeah. this border control that stopped yeah. Kurtz bringing me in. That's right. Your new name's Biltong. Uh. <laughs> what else is happening, guys? 
Oh, well, we're slowly getting our life back in order. Obviously, Curse's first show back today. I've Beaver's been... second of yeah. the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's still recovering. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but he actually came out of retirement yet again. He doesn't know when to give it up, this guy. Turns so 40, turns so 40 in the desert in Dubai and then decides to break a rib and break his leg at the same time running around on the field. Who else was over there for that? Um, well, some of your boys were over there. Old Ho- yeah. Hoffy was over there. He was running short balls off Tommy Luai. Um, so they had a rugby oh, league team playing teams. An ex-Wigan team, coached by Andy Farrell. Um, and thankfully, they got knocked down in the quarterfinals because I saw Hoffman walk past me and I thought, Joel, I don't want to be in front of that. Uh, not the Hoffman. <laughs> uh, and we've got to go, guys. Uh, great to catch up. If we don't speak before Chrissy, all the very that best. And, and uh, thanks for another great year. Missed yeah. you guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. See you. Missed you too, Kirsten. That was Joel and Barney. A very quick trip across the ditch today, uh, but always great to catch up with them. It has been months and months, Isn't Steve. What about, they what don't about want to talk to anyone else. With Ireland punching above New Zealand in sport, come on, bro. How much? How much? How, weight, many, how much weight do you put on Rory McIlroy? I mean, yeah, there's that, but Olivia Co. Uh, and also, and they uh, put out Connor against. Is he? If they fought in a real fight, as he would whip Connor's ass. Really? Is that weight division? Oh, or? Well, he's much bigger than him. Is he? Reach wise, he'd pick him apart. I don't know of any Irish motorsport. We 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 dominate the world in motorsport. Irvine, like punch above oh, Eddie Irvine. Olympic sports. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand and two wants its motorsport driver so, back. Yeah, but so good on PlayStation. He was a great. He was good on yeah. F one two thousand and two or whatever. Was he Schumacher's um, teammate? Yeah, was teammate. I used to race him every now and again. I used to get bored winning with Schumacher. That's what he did, Irvine. Gibbo sounded very Kiwi though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. G- Gibbo's related to um, Colin Burke, uh, uh-huh. former chief. Uh, he's he's uh, sh- told us that live on thing. Ireland, and then he had to go down U2. Yeah, they're a great rock band. Dave Dobbin. Yeah. I compare got, anyone uh, to Dave Dobbin. Lord. Lordy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A, hey, it's a good argument for another day. Yeah. We'll we get Gibbo we on, win, actually. don't we? Yeah. When he's back in New Zealand, we'll, uh, we'll bring him on. That is uh, across the ditch. Uh, so good to have the boys back, isn't it? And we didn't get through half the things we wanted to talk about, but maybe next week. You're listening to The Run Home, thanks to MG Motor NZ, the award-winning MG4 book, a test drive today. There is still more to come on the show. We've got another 10 minutes or so. Uh, stay with us right here. Oh, Robbie. Great doco on Robbie. Have you seen it? SNZ's your new summer home of cricket on the radio and our coverage continues this Friday with the second ODI between the White Ferns and Pakistan from Hagley Oval in Christchurch. Coverage starts from 1.30 with Garth Galloway, Chris Harris, Debbie Hockley and Sarah Illingworth calling the action. By the way, the five winners of today's cricket uh, passes, double passes for winning Who Am I? Great will prize. be getting a text message from us. So stay by your phones if you got the correct answer for Liam Lawson. The first five, that's how we will be giving it away. The first five people win a double pass to a ODI match of your choice this coming summer. Just on Robbie Williams, since we didn't have time, documentary on mm. Netflix, four-parter, Brad hasn't seen it, the other three of us have, highly rated. I rate it, big time. So much, so much part of him that you didn't actually know. Like that you didn't know. Going out to Spice Girl, just never yeah, knew. Never knew. Oh, never Jerry. knew. He was a rock star, wasn't he? <sighs> was he ever? Some entertainer. Well, he let, you, let me entertain let you. Let me entertain <laughs> you. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you so much. It's an angel as well. So, so good to be back on the program. But now you're not back till Tuesday. Oh, and now we don't have a show cricket, again tomorrow. Cricket, 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 cricket and more Thursday, cricket. Friday, Monday. Done it. See you all on Tuesday. When are we going to work some? <laughs> you can still come in. Bye.